You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Hyperspace Hangout, a podcast by Star Wars fans for Star Wars fans. I am Matt Starwin. And I am Ezra Skyhopper. Welcome aboard the Outcast. This is the place for all Star Wars fans where we discuss your thoughts and theories about a galaxy far, far away. Guys, all I know is that the question, I mean, the, the question for today is best episode uh not only of the mandalorian but possibly of star wars uh if i or uh, i mean i mean what i i mean i mean where do we go guys all i know is that that was it was an insane it was an insane episode i literally posted a poll on twitter that said episode 13 of the mandalorian or the entire sequel trilogy and on around 100 votes it was like 90% that episode. So that's not me bashing the sequels, that is Twitter. So right. yeah. and, and and all of you guys. So yeah. Guys, yeah. we are going to be discussing wow, uh so so much. My mind is still blown uh from from that episode. I've watched it four times now. Um, but hey, we I, wrote, uh, I have my buddy Adam on today. Uh, for those of you guys who have listened to Box Trick, Adam and I record over there. Um, Adam, how are we doing today, man? I'm doing great, Matt. As thanks for having me on. It's a long time coming. I feel I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having yeah. me on the the hyperspace hangout. It's yeah, great. man. We, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we are we are we are hanging out in hyperspace today. Um, we actually all three of us did last week. Um, an episode on my box trick uh, video game uh, podcast. We did uh, favorite Star Wars games, uh, so you guys can definitely go check that out. We were talking some, uh, you know, Shadows of the Empire, some Jedi power battles, and then we did talk. We did talk a little bit about some Dark Forces, which uh, wow, you know, who, who would have known that that uh, was gonna was gonna be a tie-in the next day? So that was last week, crazy. <laughs> And yeah. then it's like I think we've we've unknowingly been calling things that were going to happen on uh, in the in the in the podcast because last week as and I did a video on Thursday and we said hey is Moff Gideon working for Thrawn you know and then the next thing you know oh my god uh, so, <laughs> yeah crazy crazy so who knows uh, who knows what we'll come up with today and maybe it'll show up in episode uh, you know and in, in, in chapter fourteen as how how are we doing today man. Hey, I'm, I'm doing well. It's good to have Adam here. You know, here's what I thought. I thought, you know, we've brought an ex. I needed more video game experts Expertise. In, yeah. in hyperspace because they're making so many references to video games that I'm like, what in the heck? How many more are we going to make? 
you know, are there other Legends games or what, you know, I say Legends games, whatever, you know, that we're going to, like, weave back in to this series? It is just, it's wild to me the amount of, and it, it may not seem like a whole lot, but I'm just like, the fact that they're even doing it is <laughs> kind of stunning to me. So, I don't know, guys. I Glad Adam's here. I am pumped to talk about this. I was losing my mind. I've also seen it four times. Not that we're keeping count over here on Hyperspace <laughs> Hangout. But I can't help myself. Like, I've been going Seriously. back, and I, I was like, last night I rewatched. Uh, so I went, I went to sleep just rewatching. I started uh, episode one of season two, and I just watched the whole thing straight through. And yeah. I was like, wow, wow. Yeah, so I watch so I watched the episode. Well, for me, it's not too bad because it was midnight. The episode the episodes here come out at midnight, um, as opposed to you guys at, at, at three a.m. And God, I was on Twitter talking to people and everything, and just having having a great time. So I I I got it first, and then boom, hopped right on YouTube, um, and was like, all right, guys, we got we got to talk about that. And literally, we had uh, our good buddy. Um, I always jack his name up as when I when I'm trying to say it. Who's, who's, who's? Larkin. Briley, is yeah, that yeah, yeah, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Okay, yeah, because yeah. I feel like it's, he's got one of those names where I'm always like, and I, you know, you want to switch Larkin? To give, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, give a, I want to give a shout out to him because literally he did the same thing, and it, like I get a message like, you know, around twelve forty five, he's like, "Where's hyperspace? I need oh. it right now." And so I was like, I was like, an episode is literally going on YouTube, and he's like, "All right, I'll stay up then." And so. <laughs> Wow. And so, yeah, and so, uh, boom. So, yeah, got that out. So, slammed anybody who didn't watch it uh, that late. But right, right. it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was awesome. It's the benefit of being on on the West Coast, guys. We get it, we get it at midnight. Uh-huh. So it's 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 a party out here. Um, awesome. So I watched it, stayed up late, and I was like, okay, it's about one a.m. I've got you know, I've got got our got our my initial thoughts reaction up, and I was like, I need to go to sleep because I've been up since five a.m. the day before. And I couldn't because I was just laying there. And I was like, I, my mind was blown. I just, I could not, I could not think about like, I was like so many things that I thought were going to happen like later in the series right. happened in that episode. I did not think we would get baby Yoda's name. Grogu shout out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not think we were, I definitely didn't think we were hearing about Thrawn here. I I've been saying, I think Thrawn is a season three thing. Like yeah. end of season three, we defeat Moff Gideon maybe for the last time. And like he's he like his last act, he like sends a transmission or something, and then boom, okay, now we're hearing about Thrawn. Definitely did not think that was good that was gonna be the case. Um I major shout out to Rosario Dawson, who I thought was amazing uh yeah. as 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 for Ahsoka. Sure. Um yeah. having having watched it a, a, a now a couple of times. Um, the first time I didn't notice it just because it's like, oh, my God, you're catching everything, uh, uh, you know, everything happening at once. Um, and I think it took me in my first walk, watch through the second time where Mando's talking to her in the in the forest where I was like, oh, no, she's totally uh, it looks good and everything. Because the first scene where she's like, you know, she, it's kind of action packed and then she just kind of walks up and I was like, OK, they went, you know, it's that like, look, how how does the costume look, everything. Yeah. And this is a slightly older Ahsoka than we saw a couple years ago um, in Rebels. And um, really the second time watching it, like where, you know, just just small things, the way she moved, um, the way she talked, like there's that little line where she's like, oh, you know, I like I like first times, you know, they're all good or bad. They're always memorable. And I was like, that is just it's it that feels like Ahsoka. That is a right. very Ahsoka type of uh, of line. Um, and it was just amazing. And then 
just in my in my final final initial initial thoughts here, and I'll toss it over to you guys. The having having watched it again for the second time, and as and I talked about this in a YouTube video yesterday, Dave Filoni is a cinematic genius. Uh, I mean, this the way this episode is shot is amazing. Um, yeah. like the fog, everything. It was a beautiful, even though you're in this kind of like burned down, you know, forest and like it's grungy and gritty. And somehow it is like one of the most beautiful things I think I've seen in, in star Wars, <laughs> like the way, the way he, he films everything. And then I really caught, I really thought about it more the second time I watched it where, <clears throat> and you have Mando <clears throat> and the bounty hunter on one side. And they're out in the street, and it's a total high west, you know, high noon, old west. Yeah. And they're standing there with their, you know, ready, ready to do the duel. And on the other side, you have Ahsoka and the magistrate. And it feels more, you know, it feels more like samurai, right? Most because you have like the koi pond, or probably not actual koi, but you know, you have that, you have that feel going on there. And it's 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 shot from a different angle, right? Um, be, and I thought that was cool because in I mean, just that shot itself for me was like the the Western is always shot like from behind somebody and you can see the other person, whereas a, a samurai battle is, no, it's panned out this way and you can see them both on either side. And then you get – so you have – you basically take the two things that really inspired George Lucas, which is Westerns and samurai kind of a action, and you know he's blended them into this, this world in space that it somehow works – and now you have Dave Filoni saying, you know, I'm going to actually separate the two to show us the different sides of Star Wars. And you have this like wall in between them. And it's still even set completely separate. It still totally works and totally feels Star Wars. And so like when I was just watching that at the same time, I was like, Dave Filoni is an absolute he's an absolute genius. I mean, he is he is an, he is an absolute genius. And then and that's I mean, so. Everything about the episode, I just have to say, I loved. I've said that like this, the past couple episodes for this season, I'm like, okay, it's like a nine out of ten, eight out of ten, you know, nine out of ten. And I said that's because I know that this episode will be a ten out of ten. Well, this episode's ten out of ten is so drastically high that I feel like I have to scale back other episodes in in comparison to be like those might have to be six since this is heavens now. Not that they're bad, but it's like right. it's like how can I how can I compare those to this? It's like you know it's you totally, know yeah, I mean? totally different. So yeah, anyway, I, I just there's my initial gush, uh, <laughs> Adam. I mean, what do you think, man? What what's your like just initial like oh my god everything? Well, first I gotta say your breakdown. I don't think anyone could have given us a better breakdown of that episode. That was <laughs> Jesus. That was yeah. uh damn, talk about observant. <laughs> I mean, there were definitely things I was picking up on, but I don't think I could have worded it as uh right. as It helps that I've watched it. It helps that I've watched it, you know, like four times. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Uh I would have lost in that count though, because I only watched it once, but oh well. <laughs> but, that's, that's, okay. that's okay. That's okay. Um, I but my, my first problem is, though, in the, the beginning of watching the show, every episode I've watched, I'm like, okay, this episode is my favorite. Next episode. Okay, this episode's my favorite. Next episode. Okay, this episode's my favorite. This episode is yeah. my favorite. But there, the only episode I think I did not say that about was the second episode of this season. Not to say it was bad. Yeah. It was it was fun. But I, I uh, 
it did some interesting things at tying some stuff in with the the first season. Like you know, it it had the tie in with um the uh the prison ship the, episode mm-hmm. really, which I which I thought was cool, and we see uh Dave Filoni was in that episode as well, right. I think. Um, but it's my whole thing was, and and my brother uh, said this too, um, because did Dave Filoni make the character Ahsoka? I think, right? I yeah. think I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like yeah, for him he, to yeah, the creation. Yeah. yeah. So for him to like direct and make this episode was probably like a huge deal for him. So he was probably like, I'm gonna pull all the stops here. And like you said, you know, he, he kinda took those things that inspired George Lucas and was just like, Boom, I'm gonna like like blow it up here and like really like put it out there. So that was kinda I guess yeah, that was like a big takeaway for me and you know for for me, when I sit down and watch a show, I could sit there and be like, okay, I probably have a good idea of what's going to happen. I feel like there are so many wild cards pulled on every episode of this show, though. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, 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 I didn't expect the mention of Thrawn. I didn't expect us to get uh, Grogu's name. I, you know, and um. It finally hit me too. It didn't hit me when um, Bo-Katan said to go find Ahsoka. It hit me finally when I saw Ahsoka and I was just like, oh, wait a minute. Once she sees the child, she's going to know exactly what's going on because she <laughs> yeah. knew Master Yoda. Mm-hmm. You know, right. so, so I kind of thought to myself, well, I wonder what that's going to be like. But what I really liked was when you're like reintroducing a big character, sometimes it's done in a very predictable way and it's kind of like cliche or whatever. What I liked about this episode was it's just like, boom, here she is. Like, have fun. And she's just kicking ass. And I was just yeah. like, I, I I did not expect, like the second the episode started, my heart was already like out of my chest. I was like, <gasps> but um, it was so fun. It was so well shot. It was. I I kind of like felt like, oh, man, I did not expect this forest moon to look. Well, like this, it doesn't look yeah. like a forest moon, right. <laughs> but there, I, I got feelings of hope that things were going to work out because when Ahsoka is talking with um, Mando and Grogu. They're in a part of uh, the forest that it looks it looks greener. It looks like mm-hmm. better than the areas around the city and everything like that. So I'm kind of just like, oh, I was like, OK, so may- maybe something good could come out of all this. I don't know if that's what they were going for. That's just right. That, that, that's me probably just overthinking the situation. No, that's, that's a good point. Um, yeah. I, I liked how uh, the bounty hunter, I forget the actor's name. It's Kyle Reese um, and uh, Corporal Hicks from uh, Terminator and Aliens, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. so really cool to see him uh, thrown into the picture. And um, see, when we were talking on uh, Box Trick about Star Wars games, uh, we talked about uh, the Crate Dragon Pearl. And uh, I, I mentioned, if you haven't listened to it, you could hear what I, I thought about what that meant, seeing that... Uh, Crate Dragon Pearl. But 
Well, <laughs> after seeing uh, the staff, the staff that he uh, gets. Yeah. Again, it's like I said, when I I think I know what might happen in this show, a, a wild card's pulled out. And now I'm like, okay, well. Right. And <clears throat> they mentioned Thrawn, and the good question, you know, she asks, where's Thrawn? And, you know, she's asking her, like, where's your master? And I'm like, who's her master? You know? And, yeah. Where is Thrawn is a, is a damn good question. <laughs> yeah. We don't know. But so, that, so that's where I am. I mean, this episode was a, I'll say it for me, 10 out of 10. I'm not being biased or anything, but it, it, it was a damn good episode. That's yeah, where yeah. I am on it. Yeah. yeah. Guys, I don't think we're being enthusiastic enough about this episode, okay? <laughs> I mean, holy force. This was... It, it, it was it was out the gate. I did a couple of reactions um, that are that are on uh, YouTube. You guys can go check those out. And legit, I said, you know what? This is one of those moments where I want to actually capture my authentic. No, no hyping it up. It's just like I'm just going to turn the camera on while I watch, you know, so I can go back and capture that moment for myself. And then I thought, holy smokes, out the gate. I I was thinking Ahsoka was going to come at some point, middle of the episode, or yeah, yeah a third of the way in. Not right. the opening scene. And I was sitting there, I was like, no, I was, I was like, no. And it took me a second because, like, the white lightsaber kind of comes off the side of the screen and it just shoots in and you're like, no. And then, like, they're firing it. They're firing it. That's Ahsoka. And I was like, oh, my God. So that was nuts. And I was so happy that I, I just got to, I got those, I got those old feels. And so, okay, while we're, while we're, you know, we're just, we're just gushing here. We're just, I'm, I just want to gush for, for one, one or two more seconds. Maybe several hours, but uh, Ahsoka was so next level. You guys mentioned the scene where she and Grogu are kind of like um, Adam. You were talking like the, like the like desolate, like the forest is like there's these burn up trees, right? It's grimy, it's gritty, but yet there is mag. There's like magic. There is force magic happening right yeah. there. The moon is above them. I, I, it brought me back to there's certain moments in Return of the Jedi um, when they're in Bright Tree Village. That's that's one of those moments. There's certain moments where you see a master um, um, or, you know, talking to an apprentice or just two individuals having this moment. Right. So even like Luke and Leia on the bridge there. And I was like, it felt like it just felt something was going on there, you know, and it felt like a magical, magical moment. and. I love it. There was next to nothing was being said. There was like no dialogue that you can put. You just looked at Ahsoka who was like at first, I mean, in tune with Grogu and she was smiling. And if you, and, you know, Mando's pacing. Right. And so as he's communicating to her, she would look over and smile at Mando. He's straight up. He was telling her about Mando and like, he saved mm -hmm. me mm -hmm. and this <clears throat> whole thing. And like, now I'm, so she, she, she knew she could pick up on that attachment. And you got all of that. It's it's one of the best things Star Wars does, right? Chewie, we don't understand Chewie. Uh, R2, we don't understand R2. Um, these characters who come along that we that actually cannot talk to us in, in, in our language, but yet other people interpret for them, and we see indirectly, we learn and we love that character by what other characters say on their behalf. And I was like, here yeah. we go again. Here we go well, again with Ahsoka, and and really and really quick, as you know, this is another episode where you can go back and watch, and you know, you talk about these characters. I mean, th they they do it with everybody, even Mando, who can speak. 
because we never see his face, you know, and they talked about this in the in the Mandalorian gallery, yeah. um, the, the behind the scenes of, of season one. You never see the guy's face. And but it's like a nod of the head or it's like, you know, it's like the way his shoulders are positioned. And it's like we we just know like what's going through his mind. Like and that's so hard. That is so difficult to do. And they talk about it in, in the thing where they say, hey, the, our main character, you you never see our main character's face. Yes. And so and so you have to do it through body language. And it's just it's so <laughs> and that secondary character doesn't speak, actually, like, like you right. know, like this makes. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like, what? How do how do we fall in love with these two characters that you really we have barriers in these? It's it's interesting. It's so interesting. Um, One of the moments. So we we're talking about when like the training. So and I'm sorry if I'm all over the place here, but like Mando does the whole head gesture like he's like, come on, kid. And he's like moving right. his head like as in like. You know, right. get the stone back to her. And he didn't really need to do it. Actually, I don't even think he said anything at that point. He just made the head gesture. And I went, he's saying, come on, buddy. Show her what you got. Uh, so, so cool. So cool. Yeah. I mean, but. think about the difficulty curve and the stakes of this show. I mean, it's, it's, it is the first Star Wars TV show. Um, it was the TV show that literally launched Disney's streaming service. Disney said, we're taking on Netflix, you know, Amazon Prime in that, in that kind of regard, Hulu, everything. Well, I mean, they're, they're part of Hulu and stuff, but you know, it's like, we're, this is, we're going after Netflix and yeah. you, your main show is a show in which the two main characters, you know, you can't, you know, like as I said, there's yeah. such barriers yeah. for them and there's all this riding. And not only are they like, not only like. If this show were just good, like if it were just a good TV show, it'd be like, okay, it's a major success. This show is amazing. They said yeah. I, I read a statistic the other day that said that 70% of people who have Disney Plus watch The Mandalorian. And it is, it is, it is, it is um the like there's nothing else on Disney Plus that even comes remotely close to being like the show, the thing that is watched on Disney Plus compared to The Mandalorian. And that's a lot of parents who bought it just for their kids to watch like Frozen, right? You know, over <laughs> and over and over again. So keep that in mind. I mean, that's like insane. Oh, my gosh, guys. Can I share a moment? Because I've, I've been uh, keeping uh, our listeners kind of up to date on my niece, Rachel, mm -hmm. and her thoughts on this series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh! So the unexpected happened, and it, it this is this is beautiful. So bear with me. Do not tune out as soon as I say this because you're gonna hear her say something that was like shocking to me. I almost went like it's when she said this. I almost I almost was like timeout. It's time for a timeout. You need to go to the corner. It's a timeout time. She was so we're watching this, and when Mando is approaching, she's like asking me questions about you know Baby Yoda. And right, yeah. <laughs> um, by the way, she's not yeah, for, for her. It's baby Yoda and it will be for right. a long time. It will be forever yet. Um, so, so she's watching this and I was freaking out because I saw what I thought was more. you know, like the bird, uh, like Ahsoka's bird and all this kind of stuff. And so I'm sitting there and so she sees my energy and she sees that I'm hyped and excited. And uh, so she's locked in. Well, Ahsoka drops out of nowhere and attacks the Mandalorian mm -hmm. attacks Din Djarin. And she, like, set up, like, straight, you know, and she's watching it. And then at one point, it was the point where, like, they're, like they're, they're really going at it back and forth. And she turned to me, and she's like, I hate her. I hate that girl. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no. And I was like, and she, and I was like what? No, no, why? And, and she's like, she's like, leave him alone. Leave him alone. Because she doesn't know. She doesn't know who Ahsoka right. is at all, right? 
And then literally, then the moments later, right? Just a minute later, she's like, who is that girl? Who is that girl? And I told her, right? And again, my, my niece is five years old, five years right, old. Right, right, yeah. And so then she was like, by the end, she's giggling and laughing. She's like, look, she's holding him. She's holding, yeah. I want to hold him, you know? And then she was like, she's like, and when they were silently kind of talking or whatever, she was like, what is she doing? Is she being, you know, nice to him and all this kind of stuff? She wants to know that everyone is treating <laughs> the child well. And so when she saw that, that he was being, and then the training thing, she was like, um, so she's a good girl. And I was like, she is, you know, this is, again, this is my niece, uh, Rachel, talking about this character. But it shocked me. I was like, what? <laughs> but I thought about it. I'm like, no, she has no idea. She has no idea. She sees this person as attacking the Mandalorian who she loves because the, the Mandalorian is the child's father. I mean, yeah. in her eyes, that's that's. Well, Ahsoka even you know. says it. She's like, "You're like a father to him." Exactly, and that's how she sees the Mandalorian. And so she was like, "No, no, 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 no! You don't you dare attack yeah. him." Yeah, so you I know, like, wow. I, and I, I, I do think they did a good job of you know, because like uh, the two people I, I, I watch it with, you know, my girlfriend who's she has she, you know, she hasn't watched Rebels or, or Clone Wars, but she, you know, watch watch the movies. So cat, and then now really likes Mandalorian, um, and we mostly watch her, you know, cute baby Yoda moments um, in this episode, which there were plenty of. Like when he when he says Grogu and he looks up, you know, you know, oh, you know like this. it's great. Yeah. I love yeah. it again. Yeah. Um, and then my mom who watches it, who's also really she's watched the movies a ton of times. Um, and she, my mom. So my, I always call my mom and I'm like, you know, what do you think of the episode? Because I want that kind of like perspective of somebody who's not like nearly as deep seated in, in, you know, in the lore as as I am. And she's like, yeah, Ahsoka's pretty cool. Like Ahsoka's Ahsoka, Ahsoka's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And so she's kind of like so she, my mom used to ask me, she's like, so what's her backstory? And I was like, oh, well, she was trained by Anakin. And then it's like, wait, what? You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah, you know, you have to like <laughs> explain it. But I, I so I do think they did a good job of introducing her to people who have not watched the anim any of the any of the animated series, yeah, yeah, they they, they, they definitely do. And it was it was kind of cool. I mean, I, at that moment you're talking about too, where the nod to Anakin. Uh, if you guys right, mm -hmm. um, Adam, that little reference right where it's it, where she's kind of like talking about how she won't train Grogu. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah because she senses fear <laughs> in him, and she has seen what that can do to the best of us. Well, that's perfect. You didn't have to say. Darth Vader, you didn't have to say Anakin, you didn't have to say any of those things, and, you know, Adam was talking to us beforehand just about, like, you, you were talking about, I mean, well, like, why don't you, why don't you touch on that? Ahsoka, the, the kind of um, emotional trauma, the, the various things that she's had to go through, we can see why she doesn't want to send Grogu down a path, like, right. you know, similar to hers, so, yeah, just crazy. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and I, I mean, it, it's just insane. The idea also that well let's talk about Grogu. Let's 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 talk about let's talk about Grogu because we got a lot of information on him and we got the fact that it is not just his name uh which she knew but um that he was trained as a Jedi uh, on Coruscant. What? And he was trained by many masters and then he was hidden. So we so we have no idea who hid him yet. So that's going to be a big secret to come out of here. Where has he been? So now at least we know a little bit more about his his, his story, right? Um, which actually leads me to believe that if anybody's going to know some of the answers to this, it is Yoda, whose name I said would be dropped. I said we will get it. We will get a name drop because, and I it happened the way I said it would, which I don't think was like some big oh I called it or anything. But you know, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. She's going to see him and she's going to say I knew one of his kind, Master Yoda, which was exactly what happened. Uh, but it was still really cool to hear that name 
in yeah. in in this to hear to hear Yoda's name. Um, and also, some, I saw some people online saying, "Well, what what about Yaddle?" Well, in when they reshuffled everything for new canon, Yaddle leaves the Jedi after Episode One because you see her in Episode One in in the in the Council, so she leaves, and we don't really know what happened to her. In I think in Legends, she was she killed in Order sixty six, wasn't she? Well, yeah, I, she think dies. She, I think she actually dies before Order sixty six. I think she makes a sacrifice um, for a I, I, yeah. I yeah, can't she, remember. I, I I do know she dies in order. Yeah, she, in, di- she in, dies early. In, yeah, in legends. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Yaddle is still alive and out there, and maybe the Jedi who comes answering when we put him on the thing. Uh, as his mind is literally it? it would be sweet if, if Yaddle showed up. Is that what you're saying? We may we may see Yaddle. Oh, you never know, man. Yaddle is technically still alive in 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 She's canon, still, and and she is still crazy. of his. There's a lot you could probably do with that character, so I wow. wouldn't put it past them. Yeah, you know? yeah. Wow, because yeah. well, they've talked about using these less not not lesser, but I mean, you know, if you're you're playing in your toy box and your older brother took all of the really cool toys like Mace Windu and Yoda and all the cool toys, Darth and you're Vader left over and with yeah, you're left over with the ones that don't get much screen time. So Yaddle would be one of those characters. I don't know why people we, people have not brought up Yaddle enough. Like we did like a top five yeah. uh, Jedi we thought would show up on Tython to meet Grogu, and Yaddle right. was not in that list. And I think nope. we should we should actually we go back and make a correction. Pull the video down and pull it down. <laughs> this is why I don't make lists because I'll be constantly re-editing them. <laughs> Stuff like that. I I wanted to say um, something really quick because I know we're a little bit past this one part of the conversation, but Ez oh, really got good. me thinking about. Um, you know how we never really see, you never see Din's, we, uh, we never see Din's face and Matt, you brought up, you know, our two main characters, people that don't talk and everything and stuff like that. And we have to pick up on again, like body language and like, you know, head nods and, and, and shoulder shrugs and, 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 and not just head nods and shoulder shrugs, but it's like the, it's it's like the pace they do it in and like the direction they do it in and stuff like that and everything. And and also it's like, how's the character standing? How's the character sitting and stuff like that. And I, I think we're able to follow all of that so well. I think anyway, I didn't think about this before. It just hit me as you guys were talking about this. And I feel like, of course, the, the people making the show obviously thought we can make this work. And I think a primary reason for that is a character like like Darth Vader. Darth Vader's right. character it's like we never see it's this blank emotionless mask and there are so many moments in Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi where it's like I'm just staring at him just standing there and there's a million emotions coming off of mm-hmm. of that even by him just standing there and I, I feel like that's how we were able to like learn and kind of just be able to run with these two characters like this, and and I think like one, one real defining moment, um, is like um, well, two defining moments I I think really for like even like a character like Darth Vader, like we're able to, to we were able to read him so well was, I remember in Return of the Jedi when Luke turns himself in, he's standing in the little uh, uh docking station with the Ad Atwalker with um Vader. And when he says, come with me, Vader is just standing there with his back turned to him. And that just said so many things like, right. Even when I was a kid watching that, 
I was just like, oh my god, like he's like he doesn't know what to do. Like he's just mm, yeah. he's yeah. just so confused. And then um, you know, when Luke tells him, you know, you know, I know there's still something in there in you, which is why you you couldn't kill me on on Cloud City. And all Vader does is just he turns on Luke's lightsaber to just be like, we're not talking about this anymore. Right. You know what I mean? So You're right. uh, it, 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 there's, there's probably other characters um, in there. I, I think maybe in the few instances we even see Boba Fett even helps as well. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I remember the scene in Return of the Jedi when um, Leia's in disguise at uh, Jabba's palace and she threatens everybody. And after all that happens and the party goes back, she turns and Boba Fett just does that head nod, you know? And I, and I feel like because of that, they were like, all right, let's, let's just roll with this too, you know? And, and, and boom, we have another Mandalorian character now, another big Mandalorian character doing the same exact thing. Just those head nods, man. That's it. Uh, Yeah. Let me stay on this for one second because I have an opportunity and I I see a way in here and and whenever I can (laughs) weave this into a conversation, I'm going to. Not only because you, you, we started off with you know Chewie, R two, Vader. Obviously, that's a huge, C3, that's a huge C3PO. character. Yeah, and then, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, even having to do a lot like his mouth doesn't move. Yeah, it's, yeah even though we can understand him. Um, yeah, the same same type of thing, right? So st- the originals are are filled with those type of characters. We actually have a whole tribe of them, right? We have a whole tribe <laughs> of characters. We have Ewoks that's now. True. Look, I am fluent in Ewokese, and so, yes, I understand what they're saying uh, and what Logre is saying. But C-3PO, who has, we have barriers with, had to communicate for them. And, I mean, Luke's even saying, 3PO, tell them. And then, then he has to, like, you know, talk talk them through whatever, that he's going to use his powers and all this kind of stuff. And you're like, man, that, that, that it's just like Star Wars is full. Like, that, that embodies, right. I, I, I would say that's probably why, you know, what, one thing in the sequels, they, that what makes it feel, especially The Force Awakens, so much like the originals and makes it, gives it that spirit is Ray and BB-8 talking mm-hmm. and Ray interpreting for Chewie. They keep that going, and so that feels like Star Wars. And in this, they definitely did. It's, it's still happening. They even did it with Ahsoka here with, with Grogu. So I, I guess, yeah, the more we kind of explore that, I'm like, that is really embodying that spirit, and it's helping us. I just, I, I, it's just there. And it's something that if you don't, it's easy to miss, you know? So, I don't know. Cool thought. Cool thought, though. Yeah. yeah. Adam, so, Adam, what did you think when we when we heard that Grogu was trained on Coruscant? It makes me wonder. Um, <laughs> I, I, I uh, well, I mean, as far as his master goes, I didn't even think of Yaddle till you guys brought it up. Um as far as this master goes, that's that's anyone's guess. This is opportunity to play off somebody we've only seen on screen. This is opportunity to create somebody totally new. Uh, and you know, they, we could def- there's definitely a, a lot of room in the Star Wars universe to to do something like that without screwing up any of the canon or anything like that. Um, I should have done the math in my head because I mean, by now, I think about it. Well. Grogu's like, well, I think they said Grogu's like fifty years old. I think. Yeah, he's he's, Which, he's born he's born the same year as Anakin. So you know, of course, by his race's standards, he's still an infant. Right. But I mean, he's older than us. 
So even though all he can do is kind of like grunt and moan, I'm sure there's... He obviously remembered things. uh, And so, so, I mean, whatever it is he went through in his training and during the order, um, obviously had left quite an impression on him. So... I don't. I. I. I just don't know, and it's just yeah, like yeah. I. I wonder how far he's gotten in in his practice of the force, because obviously, because he said things went dark for a little bit, right. he didn't sever his connection with the force, but it definitely dimmed out because right. of that time. So it makes you wonder. Well, how far did he? really get how proficient was he you know where was he who hit him I, I just i i basically have all of the same questions but i can't come even if i were to come to a concrete theory that of what i thought i'd still be left second guessing myself just because of what the show is what the writers of the show are capable of yeah and what you know yeah so yes. i I'm just all I could say is I don't know. I just I'm ready to strap in yeah. and just get Guys. get this whole story. I mean, who knows who knows how many, you know, planets Grogu's been to in his time right. of we, hiding right. and who knows what other things he's been through in that time he doesn't really remember most things because as we know too, right. remnants of the empire got their hands on him as well yeah. and I it's just who who knows who else who else this thing is encountered mm-hmm. and how many other uh experiences this this thing probably has over most characters in the Star Wars you know story so yeah, so, yeah. I, I don't know it's it's yeah. just a lot of, a lot of questions G- still guys with, with Grogu for sure give me give me one second here to just oh, I, I see just, something I, brewing I don't know guys <laughs> just give me give me one second here to say something and I'm not saying this is the case I'm not saying that this is the route you're going to go down, but somebody hid Grogu. Uh-huh. Had okay. To. Yeah. Somebody hid him. Now, when I try to think about who would have hid him, who would who would have hid Grogu? It could be an original character we we don't know yet, which seems pretty obvious to me would be a Jedi, that there would be a Jedi sure. at the temple that was like, get out of here and saves him. That Jedi could be alive, could be dead. Maybe it's the one we're gonna find out. I was his master, right? Mm-hmm. But then there's another. Then there's, then there's two other characters that come to mind about uh, of, of of who could have found him and and saved him. One of which is a character who's going to be getting an upcoming six episode Disney Plus series, and we're like, what are they even gonna fill that with? We don't know. Are we going to see Obi-Wan in the Obi-Wan miniseries with Grogu uh, at the same time? Hey, it's it's definitely open it, for interpretation. Yes. As I I'm asking I'm asking you right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, oh, remember yeah. Obi-Wan Ob- so Obi-Wan and, Yo- and Yoda walk through the temple, they they find the footage of Anakin. Right. Is it possible that there they found Grogu and sent him yeah. wherever they sent him? Uh yeah, so that's the thing is that the, the nice part about Gosh, I mean, so we saw in someone said this the other day. They said Star Wars is a story about the, these events, this time frame, from various points of view, from various perspectives, and it's so cool to think about that because 
Yes, to 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 us, it was is it was it really important for the to, for us to see them pick up maybe even several children. Maybe it wasn't even just Grogu. Maybe it was several, and they sent one here, one there, one here, and we're going to give them the best chance that we can. They have to go this way. May the force be with you. We have to send out this this distress, you know, beacon telling people to not return back to what is a trap here on Coruscant at the Jedi Temple. So could they have taken? Two to you know, I mean, a couple minutes to do that. Yes, they could have. Um, there's nothing that says they that they that they can't. Um, there's there's time even in the novelization and in the film, and uh, there's time. There's time. Right. They 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 quickly. they walk they walk into the temple and they're like exploring what all happened. Yeah. So what's yeah. to say what's to say that they don't find right Grogu yes. and then they well let's we got to get him out of here. Well, and and the thing is, what's happening right now is around the galaxy. The focus is shifted. I mean, they've already, uh, as far as Anakin and Palpatine believe, they have gone to the temple. They have done their damage. They have killed everyone that they can. If there are hideouts, and you can see, it's a great, it's a great toss back. Like Luke Skywalker, even Grandmaster Skywalker back in the day, he could cloak himself in the Force. He could hide his presence in the Force. It was freaking awesome. Mm -hmm. um, so could these younger? I mean, out of necessity, out of great fear, or knowing that their lives were in danger, not even know what they were doing, could they? diminish their force ability and hide themselves from Anakin. Absolutely. Especially someone like Grogu. I think that's the other thing is you see him walking around the temple, right? And, 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 you know, even next to little tiny, you know, children, he's very small. He's very, yeah. very small. And so physically he's small, unnoticeable. He could easily hide. Uh, and, and yeah, it could be something that like, if, if Grogu saw Yoda and Obi-Wan walking through, would open himself back up? Maybe. Maybe not. I mean, he just saw Master Skywalker come through. But if they found him, yes, that could be that could be someone who could have sent him away or something. I don't know yeah. that they would show How us that in the series or if that would be like he's checking up on him later or so. You know, I don't know. Right. Um Well, I just I just I just think that, you know. Not. I mean, I think he's going to have a big connection with Yoda. I think you almost have to go down that route because one, uh, it's we already know that Yoda, like we already know Yoda's species is incredibly rare. So Yoda's gonna Yoda's the in charge of the whole temple. He's obviously gonna, you know, he's obviously gonna know. Check hey, there's another yeah. of my species here. Um, and also, I'm starting to think that Yoda's the reason he came to the temple because yes. how does he how does he get to the temple? I mean. It, it, uh, yeah. I, I think it's got to be Yoda or Yaddle. They because, were involved in that. 100%. Definitely. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I mean, I think Yoda would have a pretty vested interest um, in in him. Yeah. And Did I think you... Yaddle's, go Yaddle's gone. I mean, she's left the order. She's off doing her own thing. So, I mean, I just think – I think maybe it's likely that Yoda – you know, is I think he's involved somehow. I'd almost think he'd he'd have he'd have to be whether he, you know, before he leaves, he I'm sure he's contacting people and everything. Yeah, and, you know they're make they're making plans and stuff like that. So yeah, it it, it I mean the the crazy thing is we know that Force okay, we know that at this time Force Ghost Yoda is bouncing around the galaxy doing various things. We have no idea what they can and can't do. So on Tython, when we get to this. Uh, more later. Um, Tython could be a place where a force ghost could show up. There's no reason. Mm -hmm. we, we, I think we think that there has to be some, you know, Jedi. some some actual Jedi. In in Legends, um, Luke was continuing to be trained uh, by Ben, by Ben Kenobi, by, by old Ben. Uh, he, he would show up from time to time, give him tidbits of advice, and then he would vanish. Not a lot. I mean, he wasn't there, like, you know, running him through lightsaber drills. But, I mean, like, 
he was giving him that advice and that knowledge or whatever. So it could be that Yoda shows up and gives him. Yoda could also be that guy that's connecting and, and, and saying, hey, this guy needs to be connected with this guy. We see it in Rebels. He talks to Ezra Bridger, even though he's still alive at the time. Um, is kind of projecting, force projecting himself there and that, that whole uh, business. But yeah, it would. I, I think you're right. That those are two Jedi that we could see had a role in how he, in, in where he was um, hidden or how he was taken away. And then it's sort of left up to like, was who got their hands on him? Because it doesn't seem like he was in full possession or, or like the Empire was. I mean, it, I mean, we don't know too. Like he could have been in possession of um, the Empire. Um, or in their possession, I should say. And then when they are destroyed, he somehow gets out and is freed in a group of, because we don't really understand right. where that building, that, that facility where he was being held, the Imperials didn't have him. Like the Imperial right. Remnant wanted him. They wanted to, uh, to acquire him. Maybe at one time they did, and he was taken from them. So they, they, mm. they sent bounty hunters to go get him back. Because it does seem like they had had a, a, like some blood supply but maybe not. Maybe the blood. Remember when, when uh, Doctor Pershing gets him, they take a sample from him, and that's what they used. Maybe they were using, maybe they weren't using him before in their experiments, and they had just acquired right. him. I, I, you know, we just don't know enough there yet. But it's it's all interesting. Did you have another idea on who, or was it just Obi Wan and Yoda? As to people who could, yeah, I mean, those are just kind of the two people that kind of just immediately came to mind. Only because if it's Obi Wan and Yoda, it sets up a situation in which. Again, as I said, I said it could be some person we don't know yet who Order 66 begins happening. They see what's going on and they, boom, get him out of here. Or they're just trying to get as many children as they can out there because we know they're still out there. Yeah. Because of of Jedi Fallen Order, Cal Kestis has that list. Right. Grogu's probably on that list, by the way. Uh, (laughs) Absolutely. Another one that's pretty cool is Well, and Yeah, well, just real quick. The only only reason I think that Obi-Wan and Yoda – because just I think them is a is the second likely scenario just because they walked through the temple the day after yeah. and it's yeah. possible that they found not just Grogu but other children right. and they get them set up you know because I'm sure they I'm sure they walked through the entire like you know a lot of the temple to see what's sure. going on sure. and then they go they, they check the records see what happened right yeah I mean, exactly they, that's what they're that's yeah. clearly what they're what they're there doing so I think I think those are the two likely. Yeah, uh, likely scenario because he's a he's a little Padawan learner, so he's going to be right. at the temple when Order sixty six goes down. Yeah, um, yeah. and so then he's probably he's he's either sent off by somebody or I think maybe heck it could be Obi Wan Yoda, which would be which would be cool. And I think again Yoda would have a very vested interest in him because there's not a lot of people of his race. People don't even really know what it is. It's like the most kept secret in Star Wars. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I actually still think going through the end of the series, I don't even think we'll we'll figure out what the name of that race is called now. Yeah. Now oh, that yeah. now that we now that we got that backstory that he was a he was a Jedi or you know training he's a Padawan. Um I don't think we're gonna go to his home world or anything in this series. So I think that's all nope, that's still gonna be a big huge secret. Right. L- let me toss uh one more thing out here. So I, I, I've been reading and just seeing what people are, you know, thinking, speculating. Jacosta knew the librarian because as you say, Matt, like so, it had to have been someone who was there at the temple, or uh, Obi Wan and Yoda who come back to the temple. We don't know of any other Jedi who came back because they did hear, um, you know, that beacon, and they said, "Okay, we've got to, you know, stay away from the temple. It's it's fallen under attack." So uh, a lot of people believe that as it's being attacked, Anakin is in one portion uh, attacking a group of younglings or whatever. And I literally had this visual 
of like Jocasta News sensing an attack, seeing little Grogu using the force to put backs up books back up in the shelf. You know what I'm saying? Like he's he's levitating <laughs> he's these like books. Helping he's library. helping in the library and he's putting books back up. And Jocasta New gets all of them together and like they flee and they're able to take some secret route, you know, out of the temple. I mean, she's again someone with all the information resources and well, not really, but. Uh, well, yeah, not all of it. Yeah, yeah not all of the resources. Yeah, because right. she doesn't know where Camino is, right? Yeah. I mean, she, but it's cool because she's in the ca- right. she's she's there, and right. she's someone who they said in comics book and comic books did survive um, for for a time. And Vader ends up uh, meeting her later, and she sees what's going to happen, and she gives herself up and makes makes this really cool uh, sacrifice, um, and that's her end. But she survived. You know, she totally survived Order Six. She's right. one of the Jedi. That survived, and she was at the temple. So that's a really cool idea to think of Jocasta New. Um, again, you talk about those minor characters that didn't get a lot of screen time. Boom, that's right. one of them. It's yeah. it's totally like Mrs. McGonagall like saving people when Hogwarts is attacked. Like yeah. it's, it's it's totally yes. like the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that's really cool. Yeah, I, I, I like I like thinking about his his time there. What well, one more thing as we as we focus on Grogu being raised at the temple. Uh, she said that he was trained by many masters, and I thought, "Wow!" Like it, like the, like the idea that he was there, and you know, um, well, I used to read, and they're right behind me actually, the the Jedi uh, Apprentice series, and before they were chosen, right? I mean, they would be trained like you would go to Master Windu for something, then you would go to Master Yoda. the The members who were on the council, they also in their spare, they would go down and they would train. Um, some of these very, very, like the youngest of the young, and they would make sure that their training was, like they got those that, a good foundation, and, and it was almost like school, right? I mean, you would go to one teacher for this subject, another teacher for this, and so on. And I was like, that is so cool, because that's how I always kind of thought that, that that worked, and it's how it worked in the old uh, Jedi Apprentice series. And so then eventually you come to a certain age where you were going to go have a mentor, a one-on-one and you will be chosen. Grogu didn't get to that. I don't think he got to that age. He might have. Right. He, he might have, and we just d- don't know that. But it said, when she said that, I was like, he was still very young and was learning. And I can also just see other masters working with him going, wow, the potential, and like see them measuring his potential and thinking, thank goodness Yoda brought, and this is one who, who, who is going to be, yeah. he's precious to the order, right? I mean, he's going to live for hundreds of years as long as nothing unfortunate happens, and mm. he is strong in the ways of the Force. So, yeah. so okay, real quick here, before we jump into, I think next we should talk about Thrawn. But um, yeah. real, real, real quick here. So let's let's say let's say that you know this season they've been talking you know in the past six episodes, which would include you know like the final episode of, of season uh, season one, uh, so chapter eight again. Um, you know, we hear, oh, no, he's a, we heard the armor say there were sorcerers. They were enemies of us. But, you know, you need to go find him. Then we see um, Mando say, may the force be with you to the Republic soldiers, yeah. to the, the Starshider pilots. And now we've seen, okay, Ahsoka say, may the, may the force be with you. So the force is something that's kind of ramping up here uh, mm-hmm. as we're, as we're yeah. talking about it a little bit more. We've now met some Jedi, um, stuff like that. Well, is ah- Ahsoka, whether she's a Jedi yeah, or not. Yeah. I mean, most people think Jedi, you know, Connected. whatever. Connected, yeah. But if you want to, if you want to make that connection or whatever. Um, as I really like the idea where you said it may be a Force ghost that we see. I mean, think about. I'm just, again, just because we've been doing this over on on YouTube, where we're like, hey, let's let's talk about like who could you pull out, who could you, who could you who could you use? 
Um, I mean, so now I think about all the people who were there during the prequels. Who are all these? Who are all these Jedi we see? Um, you know, I mean, you could do a Force ghost of somebody that Grogu knows. I mean, you could do heck, you could do Plu Kloon, you could do Katamundi, right. yeah, you could do Yoda, you could do Force Ghost Yoda, you could do Force Ghost Obi Wan, you and McGregor have him in there. Yeah, Ezra literally lose his mind. Lose if we mind. saw, if we saw, if we saw Force Ghost, you and McGregor, like Obi Wan in 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 this series. Yeah. Um, and then I was then I was thinking about another person. I mean. And this is kind of just actually a, a question here about Ahsoka. And this could be a total theory video at some point down the line. Um, wow, has I mean Hayden Christensen could totally do Anakin yeah. as as a Force ghost in this in this series. I mean, how, do you think do you think that he's talked to Ahsoka as a Force ghost? Ooh, um, so Adam, what do you think? Because I we were talking about this earlier. You were talking about how how tough. That was for her to have that, you know, to be trained by Darth Vader, right? Yeah, I worded it as Darth Vader, right? Yeah, yeah I, I mean, oh, man. First off, I, I think if, you know, it could totally be done. I mean, I, 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 I mean, obviously, we've seen Force Ghost Anakin Skywalker anyway. Mm -hmm. So why not? Not to mention the fact, you know, all this talk about um, being a force ghost, and um, I mean, I, I mean, I just to give an example, it's just like they they could make it be anyone, anywhere, because not only have Jedi proven themselves to be able to practice, you know, this, you know, even after death. Um, I mean, just look at all the crazy stuff Palpatine was able to even do after death. Mm -hmm. I mean, so sky's really the limit of like who we can do. I mean, Yoda would be awesome. Obi Wan would be awesome. And Anakin would would really be something. And I I think it would speak volumes actually now that you bring it up because Ahsoka senses fear in Grogu. And she made the Anakin reference, obviously. So maybe I, I definitely wouldn't put it past any of the writers at this point to, to have somewhere in the Star Wars mythos be like, yeah, maybe Anakin has communicated with Ahsoka. So in turn, to help with whatever fear, whatever darkness might be in Grogu, Anakin could kind of be that beacon, maybe, since obviously he, despite everything he had done, he did fulfill that prophecy still in the end. So he did yeah. find his way back. Mm -hmm. So he could kind of be that one to speak to Grogu and be like, you know, whatever it is you're feeling, there is a way out. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I think that would be pretty good. Not to mention the fact I, I, I think Hayden Christensen would be totally warmly received by the fans. Oh my god, as people well. love him. So, yeah, yeah it, well, it, and we it, do hear and we so we do hear his voice among as well as Ahsoka's actually. Um which actually is something I don't think we've really explored or I don't think a lot of people have explored. Does Ahsoka and maybe this is actually what ca causes it. Ultimately, I think she ends up as a Jedi in the end because she is among the 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 people talking to Rey. 
Yes. In in Rise of Skywalker when it's all of the Jedi that are assisting her when she's fighting Palpatine at, at the at the very end. So I think right. Ahsoka at some point is going to shift back to I'm not just like a gray Jedi exiled from the Order. I am no Jedi. I think ultimately she will shift back to being a, a Jedi. Um, yeah. But yeah, so actually a deep cut here because I'm doing some research for uh, another another project as a thing as an as an I are working on here. Um, but I'm actually reading this Star Wars Legends book right now called the uh, Treaty at Bakura, right? Bakuru as is what it is yeah. what it's called. Yep. Um, and it's so it takes place just like pretty much after um, Episode Six, like Endor and stuff like right. that. And um, Anakin actually presents himself to as a Force goes to Leia. And she's like totally caught off guard by this, and he's basically asking her for forgiveness, and she's like, "No, too bad. Like, I'm sorry, because like, no matter what you, no matter what you did in the end, does not take away like what you did to Alderaan or like all of this stuff." And then ultimately, she does end up kind of like, you know, kind of forgiving forgiving him um, in the end, um, <clears throat> or at least making some kind of amends with him. But so I, I think of that because I'm like, oh, I wonder if that would be something similar to what he 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 has done maybe at some at some point with a, with Ahsoka. I mean, if he's going to present himself to Luke and Leia, I think Ahsoka is really the, the only other person that he's had that level of a of a connection with. And I could see her being, you know, entirely up same thing where he's she's like, I don't you know, I don't know that I can you know forgive you. So now I just have this vision in my mind of of Ahsoka basically as Yoda to uh Goguru who is basically you know is is kind of like Yoda where she's like I can't teach him he's too you know he's too old he's too stubborn yeah. and then we have a Force Ghost Anakin instead of a Force Ghost Obi-Wan right connection there you know like same thing being like you know you you have to train him you know was I was I, you know right. all this stuff and it's like so <laughs> ridiculous it's like, yeah he's, he's basically saying like you know um I, I I I was just like him you know like I I lost my way and like you can overcome that and all that you know, yeah right like almost urging her on because yeah wow yeah that Just would like be that. wild also that would be wild it also would be kind of interesting to see anakin because if, if he were to speak to grogu because again grogu is on coruscant so that that would also speak more like major volumes to be like grogu would have to sense this this is the guy like right. this That's is true. he's he was the one like true. so who knows yeah. Yeah, that would be that would be something. Um, yeah, I mean, we would be tr like so if if we saw that. What with the, with the, and I I I don't know. I mean, at this point, I won't say anything's off the table because they're doing some stuff that I just I can't believe they're doing. I'm, Dropping yeah, Thrawn mind, in this. Mind, we're, mind, we're, mind we're going blood, to yeah. Thrawn next, okay? But the fact that they do that kind of stuff makes me go. You know what? When people throw out ideas like, "Hey, what if it's Anakin?" Why not? Because what we would do is as we'd be like, "Oh yes, it's Anakin," and then we would watch. As Grogu, in fear, you know, reached out Ooh. to the Force and and was instant reaction was afraid, and was you know I mean that would hurt. I would hurt. I would be like, yeah. wow, oh my gosh. So because Anakin did some, it's, I'm glad you're reading that book, Matt. Because yeah, that's a big deal that like Anakin. See, we have to live with the mistakes. I mean, we you can you can always come back to the light and you can always make the right choice to do the right thing. But mistakes are mistakes and, and they stick and they stink and it sucks, but like you got to live with it and you've got to, you've got to move on and life is not perfect. And it's not, not, you know, and it's, it's part of what Anakin Ben Solo and these other characters represent. 
uh, to us. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, guys. Let's talk about it. The big, major, really major drop. Um, as and I thought this would happen at some point, but yeah, a lot earlier than expected. We see Ahsoka facing on the magistrate. And she said, you know, she keeps saying, where is your master? Where is your master? Where is Grand Admiral Thrawn? So just like initial initial thoughts on this one. And then we can talk about, like, where do we think it's going? What do we think? What do you think is going to this? At, so, Adam, Adam, when you heard her say, where is Grand Admiral Thrawn? What like what was what was the thought? So first, I want to I want to give the disclaimer here. Now, I. I remember the Thrawn books. The original Thrawn books before they were rewritten. I remember those being a very, very big deal because um, at that point in, I guess, so I'll say the Legends uh, continuity, um, Thrawn was like the biggest threat to the galaxy since Darth Vader, Palpatine, you know, people of that caliber. Um, I did not read those books. I did not read the um, rewritten books. You know the renew- the renewed canon, and um, I did miss like quite a bit of of rebels, but I still cannot diminish the influence this character has had over the series, his popularity amongst the fans, and it's just you you don't have to really read the books to know Th- Thrawn is a. Uh, Oh God, it's Thrawn. <laughs> it's just I, uh, I, not a guy you want to cross or uh, you know come to blows with. I I just I I don't know. Like I just did not. You know I know what happens to him in in, in Rebels and everything and stuff like that. It, but for some reason, I just. Did you even think he was like an option? Did you think like no, he not at all, yeah. not yeah. at all. Like yeah. I, I just, I just, um, I knew what happened, and I was like, oh, okay, like that's it. Right. That's I, it. I, I, I simply left it at that. Like I just left it at the doorstep, and I was yeah. just like, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, <laughs> and, yeah. So yeah, I. Oh God, who who knows what he's doing, where he is, where he's been, right. yeah. As, like as, where, I, it's been a while, I guess, in yeah. in terms of with what happens in rebels and where we are now he could be anywhere he could be he could be and and he could be up to 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 anything i mean we don't we don't know at all what's going on so when we when we start to kind of think about thrawn and we we try to figure out what what is happening so at the end of rebels i mean ezra bridger makes the sacrifice um saves the rebellion and and eliminates the biggest threat to the i think if thrawn would have stuck around he had it out for this batch of rebels, and he was going to take them down. Oh, yeah. And it literally is Kanan's sacrifice. His master sacrificed himself. Ahsoka helped him see that in the world between worlds, that his sacrifice has to matter to save you, right, and to save these other individuals who are going to matter to the rebellion. It's a big deal. And Kanan led by example. Ezra said, so will I. And he trusted in Sabine, who, by the way, that could be, I know people say there's not really like it's just a friendship and not everything has to be like some love interest no, romantic it's, thing. It's more than that. I, I'll tell you right now, they've been there's been something going on between Sabine and Ezra Bridger for years. Okay, I don't care. It's subtle. It's there. And in Star Wars, subtlety matters. Um, but like, I, I I so it's it's just crazy. Like so, he makes that sacrifice. We don't know where where they go. 
Uh, Sabine, w- Sabine waits around on Lothal throughout the entire, all of the original, like waiting to see if the Empire will ever come back there. Is Ezra ever going to come back home? Ezra trusted me to do something. What is that something? You know, and she, she doesn't know. She's doing the graffiti, the whole thing. Ahsoka then shows up at the end and says, let's go find Ezra. So that's what we knew those two characters were doing at the end of the epilogue of Rebels. They were going off. They're doing their thing. We've actually gotten more story on Harris and Dula, Jason Sindula a little bit. Um, you know, and just in understanding where they are in terms of being with the New Republic and what their role is. We have no idea what Ahsoka uh, and Sabine have been up to. And now we are dropped in nine years after the Battle of Yavin, five years after Return of the Jedi. And here we are. And Ahsoka is showing up with lightsabers ablazing, hunting Thrawn. She is after this individual Thrawn's, what do you know, I mean, uh, you know, the magistrate, like what, is this mm-hmm. his apprentice or his, you know, disciple or something or underling, whatever Morgan Elsbeth is, she's well-trained. And let me yes. bring up a couple interesting She said points. that, she, she really quick, Ahsoka, I, I went back and I, t- I wanted to, I took notes on this because I was like, I wonder, who was that person? Um, she uh, basically um, made a bunch of ships. She made a lot of his, his fleet. She made yeah. a lot of the, of the fleet for the for the empire. So, yeah, and and so you know, it also said that um, during Clone Wars, her world was destroyed and taken over. And I'm guessing by the Separatist, I'm guessing mm-hmm. it was a Separatist thing. And so she said, "Well, since they did this to me, I'm going with Thrawn. Thrawn will pull on that uh, on that card and say, look, join us. I, I need you. I need your resources. You can help me.' So maybe back in the day, she was more. She was there." Um, and he pu- he pulls Morgan Elsbeth into his group, and then when Thrawn disappears, again, actually he disappears with the whole starship, of, like like that. Right. Like Ezra takes a whole group, like his fleet, into another region of the galaxy. So Thrawn still has his people and still has a small working group that he could use. And so it's not like he was one on one out there with Ezra. Like Ezra is completely outnumbered and it's just him oh ezra's ezra's screwed because he goes yeah, out i he's mean probably yeah, he, imprisoned he, by thrawn he, yes yeah i mean he takes thrawn out there but it's like okay now it's just you and exactly you know, what, are you, what are you gonna do yeah. it's a sacrifice ezra sacrifices himself to save everyone else and that is why ahsoka is fighting her way through his underlings to get to thrawn to get to ezra and it's crazy to me because what i'm realizing is and that epilogue, we don't exactly know when that, I mean, we get some reference that it's after Return of the Jedi. So has she been searching for Ezra for five years or has it been, I mean, how many years has Ahsoka been looking for Thrawn and trying to hunt him down? And she's, she's close. She's getting closer because she gets to, to Elsbeth and she says, where's your master? She defeats her. Now, one more point real quick is something interesting. Mandalore was one of those systems that the Empire came in and stripped, right? They stripped the world. They did all this stuff. They wanted Beskar. She has, Morgan Elsbeth has a Beskar staff, a pure Beskar staff. Spe- that's, yeah, spear, yeah. You know, yeah, that's hard to kind of find, right? So, and it, she said, like, it's, it's uh, Ahsoka says that she was instrumental in occupying worlds and stripping them for their resources. I don't think Mando even realized it, but I guarantee you Morgan was important or was probably someone who went to Mandalore and did exa- and actually was a part of stripping that that world. And ironically, she has that staff and she was a part of 
that occupation, that whatever. Mm-hmm. So I just, I throw that out there because how do you have, I mean, it's just too much, you know, that you have that staff right. and it's right there. I, I don't know. I mean, pretty, pretty also, interesting. Also, um, you know, it's, you, you guys bring up the point about stripping worlds and, you know, um, how she was instrumental in creating ships and stuff like that. And, and you know, also, bottom line is Ahsoka straight up says, do not underestimate her. Yeah. All more reason to believe that she was probably a part of all of that and right. probably capable of so many more things to just cripple anyone that comes in between her and her goals, really. Absolutely. Because yeah. I, 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 I'll admit, at first, I was kind of one of those people like, like, who's this? Like, just drop her. You, you know what right. I mean? And and then um, when I realized that that staff was uh, Beskar and the second, like, I, you know, I learned that, oh, she was, a, you know, sh- this was her backstory and, um, to know, okay, well, she's definitely fueled by anger if her world was destroyed. So you definitely don't want to get on the bad side of somebody with those emotional scars. And uh, obviously, yeah, she she was trained to fight too. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, think about that. I mean, think about that for a second because I was watching this and like, I, not that I th- I did think uh, of, or not. Th- Ahsoka was going to lose, but he, I said it in, a, in my in my initial thing. Yeah, I mean, people, I, yeah. some people, some people left some comments. I was like, I like, there's no reason I should have been like a little, you know, like uh, worried, but I was. And, and part of it is I just, yeah. and part of it, and part of it is to just make you know good, a good scene, right? Just yeah. to make it to make yeah. it cool and stuff yeah. like that. That's but I was like, hold on a second. I was like, Ahsoka's trained by Anakin. All right, like Ahsoka beat Darth Maul. This girl should not be giving her a thing. But maybe you do that in a way to say that, well, if this is if this is how tough this girl is. Um, that means that imagine if, imagine if this, where this series is ultimately headed is Thrawn comes back and Thrawn has the dark saber. Uh, talk about, I mean, talk about a formidable, I mean, formidable foe. Cause Thrawn is, I mean, Thrawn, even though he may not, may not be force sensitive. I mean, in terms of pure fighting skill, I mean, he is no slouch. I mean, I, I mean, you know, obviously he, he's he's not force sensitive, but I think I think toe to toe, he would give a lot of people a run for their money. Yes. Yep. Yeah, definitely. And and that would you know now that uh, Din has the the spear, the, yeah. the Beskar spear. That's that kind of makes me what you know. I had my whole crate dragon pearl theory, and maybe that could still come into play with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, there's mm-hmm. still, I think there's still room for that. But you know, not only does Mando have armor made of that to protect himself, but if Gideon still has that saber, he, Mando now has an effective means to uh, protect himself as well yeah. with that spear and fight him. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I do want to say I saw, a, and I don't think this is true at all. But someone brought up. I was watching a live stream the other night. They they brought up a, in in the chat. They said, what if, what if we all think that the Beskar staff, spear, whatever, um, is effective against, it's, well, we've seen the lightsaber. It's like, hey, it's, it's solid Is it effective in the Darksaber? The Darksaber was created by a Mandalorian. Was it created to cut through Beskar? And I was like, that's actually a <gasps> yeah. pretty sick idea. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. But since it was created, like, would you have properties that maybe not cut through, but like it, it would like on that staff, it starts to like dent in, and you start to see like, yeah. oh shoot, this thing is way more 
effective. And now, now, or, now I'm gonna have to go know. back and watch every episode of Clone Wars uh, that it's, and Rebels that it's in to see if at any point does like somebody cut through like to, you know because because does does Darth Maul at one at any point ever just like slice straight through like a Mandalorian or something? I don't yeah. think so because it's because it's Clone Wars. I don't think we yeah we see that. Here's here's a question. Uh, really quick because I can't remember off the top of my head but you guys probably know better were like vibroblades made out of Beskar Ooh, I don't think so uh, I don't know. I don't, th- I don't know um I I don't think so but um I think that's I I think that might just be literally a video game ism just so that where they they end up fighting against um yeah, I, that's a where good they, question, they can they can go like toe yeah, like to toe with it. Yeah, I'm sure it's not like a big yeah. deal or thing, but it just it just got me wondering just while we were on the talk of all this. I thought I'd bring it up, but yeah, um, there's another metal. I don't know much about it. But let me look it up real quick. And I remember it was in a in a book, and it's it has interesting properties when you're fighting someone with it or when it when it hits it. Uh, let's see here, cortosis. Yeah, cortosis is something that first appeared in I Jedi. And it was, I believe, it was a metal that would short out a lightsaber. So, mm. like, if your lightsaber got close to it or if it hit it, the lightsaber would short out. I could be wrong about that, but I was, uh, I, I was looking through um, all, you know, there's Durastil, there's, there's, a, there's tons of, there's Dunium, there's different types of metals in, in Star Wars, and they have different types of properties. So, it's, it's actually pretty cool to go through and look and see what can do what against, you know, what. Because oh, we've okay. always thought that lightsabers are like, because because someone said uh, there was a joke. Uh, I, was, I was on Twitter. They're like, how do how do you make a Beskar, you know, piece of armor or or if it, if a lightsaber can't like you know put a dent in it, then how do you melt it down and and re- and re- reform it into something else? And I'm just like, well, I'm guessing that you know you can get a fi- you, you can get something that's hotter than a lightsaber. And just like Qui Gon when he punches that lightsaber in. Uh, you know, when he when he's there in episode one, you know, you can you can melt something. Uh, he, he's not easily cutting through metal. It's taking some time. Right. To work through, through the blast doors. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's not like you can just like zoop zoop real quick. It's not that easy. And so that's 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 important because the big joke back in uh, was it robot chicken? They dropped a lightsaber and it just fell through the entire Death Star. Like yeah. it just kept going, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like, well, somebody turn that thing off. You know, it's like, it's just going to keep falling and just cutting through floors. And it's like, no, it's not exactly how it works. You know, um, it's just kind of funny, kind of a funny thought. But yeah, but I'm I, looking up here, even in Legends, um, there's nothing, there's not a lot, honestly, that talks about what it is made out of um, or just what it's, what it's prop uh, properties are. They just talk about like, well, we see this here. We see this here. There's nothing that specifically says that. Um, it's it's made out of anything, so I, that's probably it's probably just a video game ism where they go like toe to toe with lightsabers. Um, yeah, it's it's cool yeah. though. It's cool because that, yeah, you you do want to see something that can go against a lightsaber. I'll, I'll be and again. I, I always look for an opportunity to weave in uh, Ewok talk, but like <laughs> they had they had magic. They they they, they you know took a staff and imbued magic into it, and it, that bad boy could do. Yeah, it might. Act, that's a wooden staff that might actually be able to hold up against a lightsaber because it had magic in it so i mean that's the other that's the other cool part to all of um star wars is just you never know that you can do anything it's it's a galaxy full of possibilities i want to i want to bring up one more point to you guys though while we're talking about um morgan elsbeth and i think his name is lang you guys mentioned he's in a bunch of different he's terminator in a bunch of different um you know sci-fi things so that 
that character is described as being ex-military. And a lot of these individuals do not seem like Imperials. Um, it seems like, yeah, they work for, for Thrawn. But my big question is, is Thrawn even a part of the the Empire anymore? It seems like they went out and became their own thing. And when they came back in, the Empire is kind of saying, we don't know you. We don't recognize you. Grand Admiral Sloan, Ray Sloan, who was in the video in video games and in books, was like the last Grand Admiral that they had, I think. Um, and so it's like, I, I kind of feel like that group showed us that Thrawn is maybe something apart and is maybe separate. Because we were originally thinking like, okay, maybe Moff Gideon is working for Thrawn, but none of those uniforms, none of that outfit really was, was we didn't see it and go, that's the Empire. We didn't know at all. We didn't even know that they were connected in any way to the Empire until Morgan Elsbeth says, or until Ahsoka says, where's your master Thrawn? Outside of that, we would have said, I mean, that, that Lang is, is described as ex-military, mm-hmm. and all of these guys sort of seem like you've got HK droids that have been repurposed. There is the seventh fleet, I guess, uh, emblem on some of their stuff, which was Thrawn's fleet. He was in charge of that seventh fleet. But again, if it was if it had if it was gone, I mean if, if some of the resources are gone, they're repurposed and Thrawn is his own independent operator in the galaxy. He's not and again, you have the Imperial the, the Imperial Remnant's weird because Moff Gideon could be in a power struggle with another Moff. Uh, back mm-hmm. in Legends, you had tons of Moffs vying for power. Who was going to be, who was going to unite the Empire? And uh, and really, at the, in Legends, Grand Admiral Thrawn said, well, get out the way. It's me. I mean, I'm the Grand right. Admiral. Yeah, that, yeah, was yeah, him. Yeah. that was him. So I think we some, sometimes default to thinking, okay, if Thrawn comes back into all of this, he's going to be, that he must be, I don't think, I don't think the Imperial Remnant even knows what he's doing. I think he's amassing some force, some resources, and when he steps back into those different moths, he now says, fall in line. I was a right. Grand Admiral, or, you know. So. Or as we talked about, we talked about last night as in our uh, that, that YouTube video we did, we said, oh, we're talking about Thrawn, we said it's possible that Thrawn made his way back to the Chiss Ascendancy, you know, where he's ultimately from, and is like, no, the, our time is now, because we, you right. know, we know that, we know that the, the New Republic is weak, the empire is in you know a shadow of itself uh, yes. to make to make a sick pun there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the the outer rim doesn't even want the new republic there so if, if there's anything it's our time is our time is now yeah. and and he ha- and he has the resources he know he knows the you know the places to go he has a lot of people who would follow him and maybe it's this we were going to go down like a chiss ascendancy war and it's going to be like chiss versus mandalore Right, uh, this this war, and that that could be something that we go uh, really quick here, and then we just uh, there is actually uh, Darth Plagueis, page ten. Okay, let's go. Uh, I I did I did I did find some things, so this is actually pretty cool. Um, the material that makes vibro blades resistant to lightsabers is called cortosis. Um, the Jedi length, the Jedi Order had gone to great lengths to restrict mining and refinement of this ore. So they there is actually some so vibro blades are I, they are uh, some some sort of resistant to to lightsabers so that's cool so it is a, it's pretty rare um, and 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 stuff like that so and, and, and real quick you know who knew about it uh, Thrawn so in canon right now Thrawn knows about cortosis he says the material is called cortosis it's very rare I've heard stories about it but never seen any and that's kind of funny the stories are all in legends as you just pointed out right. like a legends connection. Uh, it shows up again in Dawn of the Jedi. So 
Cortosis was brought up as something that is extreme. I think it's more rare than it's one of the rarest metals out there. It's, it's like very, very, very hard to kind of come by. So, and because of the properties of it and, you know, turning it into a, a, a vibrant blade. So Adam, good, good. Yeah. Good, yeah. Good yeah. I mean, that's, you know, cool <laughs> stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. So for, for, so for me with Ron, um, I, I, it's great. This is, this is my first initial, <laughs> my first initial thing, because there's just so many routes you can go down with, with bringing him in. You can, you can have him step on and be the main player. You can have Moff Gideon working for him. Um, you know, there are a lot of questions and how did he, how did he get back? You know, how long did it take him to get back into the fold? Um, you know, we see, we see Ahsoka at the end of Rebels show up and she's Ahsoka the White, basically, you know, she's like, like Gandalf, um, and she's got the staff and she's looking at Sabine. So what does she tell Sabine? Does she say, is it, I mean, did Thrawn leave Ezra in the unknown regions? And so Sabine's off the map going to find Ezra and Thrawn's on his way back to 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 take over so that's that's certainly something um for ahsoka to be hunting him makes me feel like he's obviously off in the shadow so he's not like full-on ready to take over so i think um i'm beginning to think a little bit maybe less of the gideons working for thrawn and that now we have a lot of different people a lot of different players um that are that are that are on the stage and i think that's kind of cooler because then you can have gideon do his whole thing and then thrawn is doing something else something you know something something different we've talked about the possibility as before of thrawn coming back on and being a good guy um because yeah. he's got yeah, his cool. he, thrawn has his own agenda and people love him yeah so people yeah. love thrawn as this as this thing so um you, who knows maybe i don't know I, I don't know that entirely that thrawn and gideon are are working for each other right it's not like she had stormtroopers there right exactly exactly yeah she yeah. had she had bounty hunters and droids and, well, and and you know stuff like that so yeah and, and you go back and you look at the client versus gideon the client had different resources his dusty worn out kind of looking stormtroopers and then gideon shows up from that facility i'm guessing uh, on Navarro and has these clean, pristine troopers. So you definitely see it's a splintered group, um, but they still have Imperial uniforms. They've got Imperial stuff. They've got whatever. Whoever is working for Thrawn right now, which we, the only the only, the only uh, sample sampling we have is right here. Um, they're not wearing that kind of stuff. They're they, and they actually are. They have ex-military people and they've got people who maybe had ties back to the Empire. But they're no longer there. They've went with Thrawn. Thrawn develops a really a good following among his crew. So on the Chimera, like they, if you read the books, they love like they respect him to a level that's like they trust him, they respect him, even though he's an alien and aliens weren't really well looked upon in the Empire. Um, he has mad respect. He's the only grand. I mean, he's a grand right. admiral and like uh, yeah. he, he wins at every. I mean. He is not the only person who beats him is Ezra Bridger. That's it. Right. And and and, and the thing the thing I think people need to um cuz pe maybe people who've watched Rebels and you know stuff like that is Clone Wars and Rebels is a very different telling of Star Wars cuz it's aimed at a very different audience in which you know you see people do things that are sometimes comical and stuff like that but that should not like tarnish or hinder or or perhaps like persuade you to think of a character in a different light. You know like in Rebels and stuff like that I mean you know like 
Like, look, just look, look at the difference between R2-D2 and the movies. Even R2-D2 does, like, funny stuff, but he's not, like, Chopper. You know? I mean, Chopper's ah, in there. You know, you know what I mean? And so you kind of have to view that. You have to view them yeah. as, like, different characters. I mean, yeah. uh, Vader in, in even in Rebels compared to Vader in um, the movies compared to Vader in Rogue One. Uh, we see a very different Vader at the end of Rogue One than we than we see, you know, in in the original. So you do have to you have to keep that in mind. Um, Thrawn is without question the ultimate tactician. He is the he is the ultimate general, the ultimate field commander. Um, you know, in in the old in the old in the books, right? As you know, he's 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 even like he he straight up challenge not challenge not openly challenges, but internally kind of challenges Palpatine and says what he's doing with the Death Star is dumb. That's right. Like dumb. building yeah. built wasting all of your resources on one giant space station is idiotic. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, so so to even even kind of think that as a, uh, you know, as a, is is pretty is pretty telling of just I mean, this guy's like, I mean, and again, Ezra makes the ultimate sacrifice. And as you've said, as before, getting him off the chest, the chest, the chessboard, yeah. because if Thrawn's there, as I mean, Grand Admiral Thrawn compared to Admiral Akbar, I love yeah. we love Akbar, but Akbar leads him right into a trap. Okay, right. <laughs> Thrawn Absol- sets traps. Oh, Thrawn, totally. I love that you brought like the other day. Matt brought up the quote where Palpatine, he was like, "Well, I think you'll find that this battle station is right, fully operational or something, or like the shield generator, what, whatever the quote right. is." I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, I forgot that like Palpatine like tells Luke about the trap. It was such a. I'm like, oh, I forgot. Um, so. Yeah, it actually, Matt's right. So, like, if Thrawn was there, I mean, after the first Death Star is destroyed, he would have been in Emperor Palpatine's ear saying, build the fleet. Build the fleet like you've never built anything before. Because with the Death Star, you can only control one system at a time. Yes, it can bounce around and stuff, but you could keep, if you're the Rebels, all you have to do is have half your fleet here, half here, or a quarter here, a quarter here, and a quarter here. Keep it in four spots, and they cannot get to you quick enough. And you can keep moving, and you can avoid them. With the fleet, you can chase them down. You can be in their stuff at all times. And Thrawn knew that, and the Emperor makes the same mistake twice. I mean, almost pulls off, though. Like, if they would have had more time. The Bothans, by the way, in Return of the Jedi, the fact that they find that station before it's fully, I mean, even though it is technically fully operational and, like, Palpatine gets there to to make it so. I think they would have had backup shield generators. I think they would have yeah. had you know more things to kind of protect it off the forest moon of Endor. So, anyways, that that's a that's a big deal. But I wanted to say one more thing about Thrawn in in Legends and why I think it was important that they brought him up and that he is perfect to kind of fight against a Jedi. His whole fight is against Luke Skywalker and Leia and um, trying to find a Jedi. He works with a mad Jedi, a mad crazy. Master Sabaoth, who's in the Thrawn trilogy, who was a clone, who is a clone of a former Master Sabaoth, who was good Master Sabaoth, and this guy's the crazy, his, his memories are mixed and they're muddled, and he remembers being a good guy, but he's crazed, and he's out of control, and he thinks he should be, you know, he's on a planet called Wayland, which is where all of Emperor Palpatine's, faci- like, there, his, there's a whole cloning facility there. Luke Skywalker is actually cloned. Luke is there and fights Luke. I mean, it's a crazy series. And so, and in that, one of the big things that Thrawn had was the Islamari, were these, were these, indiv- these um, creatures. Uh, they were on the planet Merkur. And on that planet, when, when Mara Jade 
and Luke show up there, if the Yislamari are near, they cannot use the force. They cannot use it. They are they felt a void when they went into it. They felt like they had been shielded or cut off from the force. It created a force repellent neutral bubble. If Thrawn has a couple of those bad boys on his shoulder, and by the way, in the books, he legitimately has a backpack created. They're just sort of like these creatures. They didn't move much. They're just like lazy lizards that just hung out in trees and chilled. But he had them chilling on his back. He put one in a backpack, and he walked around with a freaking lizard on his on his shoulders, and he could fight Jedi. <laughs> I'm like, this, this guy, and he does it because he knows he has the advantage, and he had the element of surprise for Jedi who didn't know that he had that. I mean, he knew it, and they didn't know it, and so yeah. it's cool little, cool little interesting. Look at the deep thing. cut. Look at the deep cuts that Ez is. Dude, at, at, I've been waiting for this for a long time. <laughs> I've been waiting for them to bring Thrawn in full bore. Let's go, you know. Ez is like oh a freaking butcher. Ez is like a butcher over here today. Just all these. All I, these I feel like this is what it, this is probably what it's like to sit in a room with uh, Dave Filoni and John Favreau. Probably is how I'm feeling oh, right no, now. No, 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 no. When I hear Dave Filoni, I. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, like, I love uh, again guys. with the Ewok reference, right? I, there. Right, I can't oh, help it. I oh, can't help awesome. it. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys. Well, hey, we're gonna start. Let's move over. We got um, uh, we got some transmissions today, so yes, we can what? start to uh, yeah, start start to start to hammer out some of these. So, uh, got one here from Duncan who said. Um, there we have. I have a picture in the doc saying that there's a what is it, Hot Toys as uh, as the company they're working on some stuff here, uh, and you see this Mandalorian and it's 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 clearly Death Watch and it's one of the ones that saves saves Din. So um, he then kind of has a, a question here. So uh, from Duncan, we have a question today. He says um, it's not just the original trilogy which makes Jedi problematic, uh, makes you know sort of other Jedi Jedi problematic. It's the sequel trilogy. Um, he says, you know, Luke convinces himself he's the last Jedi. So I don't think he either knows about the child at all, um, you know, or, or you know, can be convinced that he won't become a Jedi. He says, this requires some mental gymnastics to get around. It would be a shame if the child never got to train with Luke. Of course, you know, they wouldn't, um, you know, they wouldn't have to have him be killed by Kylo Ren or something like that. He says, so Luke would surely know he is safe if he had trained him, you know, in, in, mm -hmm. in thinking about Luke. Um, so mm. do we do we think Luke will 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 train the, the child, a.k.a. now we have as um, go, uh, you know, go grew. Do we think we'll see that? Yeah. So he, here's my, my thought on this. And I've I've been thinking people are, are trying to jump through these hoops of like, well, you have these things that are said, like Yoda saying, when gone am I, the last of the Jedi will you be? Luke um, training Ben as his first student and then creating an academy, and he is the Jedi Academy. Well, a lot of the books that Luke has acquired, you know, and I was doing some research in canon to see if they kept any of this around. When he travels to these different planets with Ben, he goes to these ancient worlds. Now, they didn't mention in canon yet that he's been to Tython, but he has been to Ossus, He's been to uh, uh, Galenta, I think, or, or, or Galenta, uh, which is another Jedi-friendly you know, temple and, and, and stuff. So he's gone on these missions where he's gathering resources. Guys, to me, I mean, when you go back and you look at like 25,000 years ago, when you look at that Dawn of the Jedi, old stuff, there was not a Jedi Order. They were called the the Jedi, or or the, Je the it's it's J uh, J E. Uh, apostrophe, apostrophe. D A I I, right? And that was what they were called. And they were 
that encompassed both light and dark side, both light moon and dark moon philosophers and practitioners. And the fact that we're going to that planet where it originated and that order before the Jedi order, uh, you know, was, was formed or whatever came from that planet. You know, people have said, now hold on in Canon, Luke is going to Octo. He went to Octo or Octo, and that is a that that's the first Jedi temple. Well, no problemo. To say that Tython is like the is the first No, they weren't the first Jedi temple. It was the Jedi or whatever they're called. You know, like they were that that original kind. I'd have to listen to the audiobook. I I read uh, Dawn of the Jedi and it was so confusing at first, but like it's a good it's a good book. Um and so anyways, the, the whole point is that you can have an order. It doesn't have to be the Jedi. Not everything has to be lumped into the Jedi order. You can still have them and can still continue on with that. Ray could be that character that leads us on through. You could still have Luke's Academy. Maybe some of them survived. Maybe Ben took some of them to be with him, whatever. But Ahsoka and these other individuals could go back to Tython and start something brand freaking new. They could go back to an uh, even more ancient way of understanding the force and i'm just saying it's possible there's 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 situations in um we have the bend we've already brought up the bendu i mean thrawn Mm -hmm. to go back to rebels thrawn had a conversation with the bendu that probably told him his future and and he i don't know if he killed that bendu or not but he it it looks like he maybe did he shot at i think he shot at it um so the bendu was something you know apart and luke skywalker in legends went to different places and found different orders that practiced, that used the force, but had different philosophies and beliefs about it and, and had different, a uh, different code. So it's totally possible for, for, uh, the child for Grogu to be brought up in a different way to choose a different path. And on Tython, that'd be the place to do it. So yeah, my thoughts, just my, my, yeah. Adam, Adam thoughts. thoughts? I don't know. I, uh, Well, I can't say I, def- I, I, I definitely didn't put too much thought into it, but uh, overall, I don't know. I just never really pictured a meeting between the child and, and Luke. I just, I kind of never really, I guess, thought about where, if that could or would fall into place, really. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of just. Um, I guess I would still need time to process that a little bit, but yeah. I, I, it was something that um, I guess my safest bet to say right now is because I never thought about it. I guess it was just never really on the table for me, really. Yeah, it, so, it, it is. A stre- I think, yeah, it is a stretch. I mean, it, I, I think for a lot of people, you're you're right, Adam. It is kind of a stretch to think Luke Skywalker, like, and so that's where I think that one is kind of a little it's a tough, t- tough to get yeah. there. So yeah, and that's and that's I think that's where I'm at uh, too, guys. Is that I mean, at this point, with Thrawn coming back and Ahsoka doing as much as she did in the last episode, I would not put it off the table. Um, there's a lot of talks about what's his name. Uh, I'm trying to think of the actor's name that everybody wants to, to play Luke um, um, right oh, now. Oh yeah, Sebastian um, Stan. Is that his? Yeah, I think Stan, that's, I think I think that's I think it. Is is every, everybody's like he he should he should play Luke? Um, and I even think there was a Mike Zero video. Take it for uh, what what you will. Um, where he said that is going to be uh, the the case. So, I oh, um, uh, Mr. Uh, Winter Soldier over here. Yes, yeah, that's, yes, that's it. Yes. Yeah, 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 
Yeah. So, I mean, again, I would love if we saw Luke or even get reference to him. Who knows? I feel like that's, yeah, I don't know. If Thrawn comes back, I feel like Luke's going to have to step into the fold, though, because, I mean, that's just way too big of a, of a of a uprising with the Rebels for, I feel like, Luke to not, Luke and Leia to not somehow get involved with their, you know, with their kind of position, uh, you know, it, with the with the Republic. So, sure, yeah. I don't know, guys. Hey, hey, let us know, guys. Give us a comment right. and, 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 def- and definitely let us know. Okay, Ez, uh, got one here. We actually got a couple here from Wes. So I don't know if this is going to be a one-parter or 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 a two-parter here. So um, he's got a theory here about Ahsoka and Bo Katan. Says so we know Bo Katan is hunting Gideon for the dark saber, and we know Gideon wants the child for his M count. Uh, we also know Gideon is tracking the Razor Crest, so this is how I think it will play out. Gideon tracks and catches up with Mando on the planet where Ahsoka is. Um, Mando is unable to reach her first and is forced to hide. Ahsoka hears about or sees a Mandalorian and comes to his aid. Temporary. Uh, temporarily rescuing him and the child from Gideon. She senses the force and in the end, uh, the child and and the child and listens to what Mando discovered on Navarro. They are soon surrounded and or overwhelmed. And instead of the child being caught by Gideon, uh, Ahsoka, um, uh, Gideon, uh, Ahsoka is kind of, or overcome Mando is then forced by the way to seek out Bo-Katan to rescue Ahsoka and thus leading us to an epic uh, new chapter so uh, he sent us that before but before the episode uh c- came out here so wes i just want to say uh three for one man okay i'm just giving no. i'm just i'm just giving him a, him a him a hard time so i mean look at how good that was though look at how like i mean legit like, you're right like like legit that is though and that's that's the thing is we're getting some of these these uh transmissions and when we get them later in the week you know or if we get them after like Friday or Saturday, we, we sometimes do the show early and then post it on Monday. Um, so, Wes, we appreciate that because, you know, Matt and I were talking before the show. I was like, dude, Wes has been calling this show. Oh, he has. From the get-go. So, way way better than, than you and I have been on. I mean, I've been way Oh, he has. Than, no, yeah. He's, you know. no, he's, been, he's, he's been right on it. And I'll say this, actually. Um, you know, just because it didn't happen in that episode doesn't mean that something like that couldn't happen. Now, the only thing is, I believe I read somewhere yesterday that Rosario Dawson said this is the only episode she's in as Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if we're seeing Ahsoka. Oh, again. I didn't know that actually. I I didn't. Yeah. So I think I think we were not seeing Ahsoka again this season. But that does not mean we will not be seeing Ahsoka a lot next season. And really, what I guess we can ultimately kind of turn this into. Is do you think we will get a Moff Gideon Ahsoka showdown at some point? Do you ever think they will they will have a fight? Oh wow, you mean in in this series? So or yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's that's because uh, not to jump. I mean, maybe I I don't I don't think so though. Actually, no, I I, I don't think we're gonna get a uh, Moff Gideon and Ahsoka. I think it Thrawn seems like and there's. Ahsoka. Yeah, it seems like she she's so like laser focused on Thrawn, and and you have you have Bo-Katan who is way more focused on Moff Gideon, so mm-hmm. that might be the direction we go. Because if, if it's okay, I mean like Wes brings that up later. I mean he brings right. up the possibility like these are maybe going to be spinoffs. Right. Um, I think I, I think I think Bo-Katan fits better in the Mandalorian. Makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. that she'd stay around as a as a in and out kind of character, and that Ahsoka gets that spinoff series. Yeah. So I mean. You know, we talked about uh, we we talked about in in, in, a, in a segment uh, a little bit ago here the idea of Thrawn getting the dark at some point. 
So could you have a fight then between Ahsoka and and Thrawn? Oh yeah, for sure. I I actually think yeah, like like Ahsoka and Thrawn. I mean, to, I think there is going to be a fight between them for sure. I mean, she's sure. yeah, she, she's fighting Morgan Elsbeth, who uh, her master is Grand Admiral Thrawn. Um, that to me, you know, I mean, she's well trained. She disarms Ahsoka, you know, and we did kind of feel like man, something could happen to Ahsoka here. So. If Thrawn is her master, then that's where we're headed. I think Ahsoka is is it's a showdown between her and Thrawn to get that information. What happened to Ezra Bridger? Um, is he in a prison? Did you did you free him? Is she going to get there and realize Ezra is standing side by side with Thrawn and trained him? You know, I mean, like we, you, we have no clue, right? We have no idea what 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 could happen there, and that would be just wild Ooh. to see. Like, did they become allies and friends? Not friends, but like allies. For the for a greater, I hate to say greater good, but for for something, you know, in in the unknown region, some so, kind of vision, who yeah, knows? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. It could be because again, Ezra was very connected. I mean, that's the whole thing is he had a vision and he had to trust in the Force uh, to take Thrawn off of the chessboard, and because of what he believed in. And then, and then again, I think the Bendu showed Thrawn something, and he's probably on his own path as well. And Ahsoka is really just trying to get back to to Ezra and trying to, to find and rescue him. Maybe Matt, I hate to say this, but maybe, maybe something happened in a, in, in between what we saw now with Ahsoka and back when she and Sabine left, maybe, um, m- maybe Thrawn, you know, actually eliminated Sabine or eliminated Ezra and she's wow. hunting him down. I mean, I hate to say that kind of stuff, but like, that's how much we don't know. That's how much of a void there is between the, the end of that epilogue and what we saw now. We can't tell whether she's still seeking Ezra, you know, or if she's like trying to, you know, we said we have no clue. Uh, so yeah. it's, it's, I love to speculate about it. I love to throw out different ideas because, you know, I, uh, there's some interesting thoughts and you try to use some of what we're seeing in the series to say, okay, I can see how this would maybe go that way. Yeah. Okay. Guys, hey, let us know uh, and, and just leave us a comment. Let us know. We want to know. Um, all right. Hey, as let's move on over here. Got another one here uh, from Wes. So he's this is kind of uh, predictions. He's got some predictions here kind of for maybe how the rest of the season will go. And hey, he's three for one. So, all right, we're going <laughs> to we're going to we're keep we're keeping <laughs> keeping score here. So he says, um, I think we will see Cara Dune and Grief Karga again. I think she will discover in her duties as the marshal that there was a tracker placed aboard the Razor Crest for Moff Gideon, and that she will join Mando again at some point in the next uh, few episodes. She says, "I also he says I also have to speculate on what a possibility, um, you know, what a possible Ahsoka show could be about, right? Like if if Ahsoka is going to get her own spinoff. For one, she's died, you know, before and been rescued, um, you know, in in Clone Wars and in Rebels. Um, so it makes uh, sense." to finish that sort of story arc, you know, with her. And I think he's ultimately kind of referring to the uh, Mortis kind of stuff. Um, If not, uh, if not that she, you know, she's the perfect person to take up, you know, this dark trooper battle to, 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 to fight them. I think uh, that is a bit above Din Djarin's head and it wouldn't surprise me to see him and Ahsoka, um, you know, with him fighting them with Ahsoka assisting in an episode or two. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, it's it's possible. It's uh, I, I like it. It's it's a good thought. Let me go to his first point, which was I definitely think you know uh, Cara Dune and 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 Grief Karga again popping up at some point, showing up. I think maybe to try to figure out 
it's it's the whole tracking beacon that's there. We didn't get we didn't touch on that at all. Moff Gideon's mm-hmm. after him, so I totally think he's right. Cara Dune is going to realize it. They're going to realize they're going to you know sniff out some treachery um, among their mechanics, and then she's going to be on it. That's a really 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 good thought, and I could totally see that happening here in the future. And they show up out of nowhere, almost like a Han Solo moment in Episode Four. Right? You're all you're all clear, kid. You know, so like uh, I mean that that could happen. Uh, to point number two. Uh, the, the possibility that we're going to have Ahsoka facing down the the dark troopers, I kind of think, and I you know I hate to d- d- you know, disagree with Wes, but I I think like we're probably going to I think Mando can handle those troopers. I think he can take t- take them on. I don't now the, where I can see that working out uh, to, to Wes's point here is if Thrawn is more closely attached to Moff Gideon, because my whole thing is I I really think Ahsoka. Is that was a one and done? She's in here. She's popping in. It's beta tested. What do we like? What did we learn from the experience of having Ahsoka in live action? How can we take that into its own thing? Because Ezra, Sabine, and Thrawn are way too important to have as just reoccurring bounce in, bounce off kind of characters. It's a whole story that started in Rebels, and it and it and it's going to come to some type of conclusion. They could, I, again, they could create what I call like an Arrowverse where. You know, you, you, right. like you have characters appearing on both, which which is kind of cool. But I think Din can totally handle his, uh, can can with some help, um, with other Mandalorians, maybe a united Mandalore, uh, can get to the bottom of this this dark trooper thing. I mean, again, don't rule out people like Kyle Katarn, right? You never right. know. So. Yeah, Adam, 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 what do you what do you think? What do you think? Maybe some of the way the the rest of the season's going to go. Well, I I think the. Um... See, seeing how the fight went down with Ahsoka, I think that's good foreshadowing that yeah, maybe maybe she could fight against Thrawn. As far as this whole uh, dark trooper uh, thing, this whole dark trooper potential goes, uh, I think it might be a bit more appropriate uh, to have Ahsoka be a big part of that. I I wouldn't say it goes above Din's head. But kind of like Ez, yeah, I, I mean, I think they could make it in a way where, yeah, you know, Din could definitely hold his own. And I, I don't see why not. He is the main character here. Um, but I, 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 th- I think from a, uh, I, th- I, I think from a personal standpoint, I, I, I think now that I'm seeing more of the possibilities of what they could do with Ahsoka, I, I, I think I would very much like to see that, but in a sense have, uh, you know, Din kind of take a uh, a backseat to that part of the story, but maybe, and just maybe have, you have Din focus more on, like, Gideon, really, because, you know, we already seen those two kind of, like, go head to head, and clearly, you know, Gr- Gideon's tracking him, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's that's kind of where I am on that, yeah. so. Yeah. yeah, and he's, yeah. Trying get, he's, he's trying to get the child. He's trying to get, you know, uh, right. Grogu. So exactly. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Ultimately, I, I think you know, there's still a lot of there's still a lot of pieces um, left to Definitely. discover. I I don't know that we'll see Thrawn this season. I think I think, but the, the fact that you bring him up in the the middle of the season, I feel like we still have to get back to Moff Gideon in, in the next the next you know couple episodes here <laughs> we we have to get back to moff gideon there's only three episodes left guys just just remember that right we have to get yeah. back to moff gideon um are we gonna see boba fett because if had we not again i said this earlier and um 
had, uh, had we not seen Boba Fett in episode one, I don't, I think you could have, you could have pulled it off as like a, we're not going to see him again, but because you show him at the end of episode one, that's like, you're going to see him again. Like that's a just, statement. I feel that's, like it's a statement. Yeah. So you're, so I think we're going to see Boba Fett again. We're do, we definitely got to get back to Cardoon and grief Carg. And remember Gideon's probably not happy that he blew up. They blew up his base. So I can see that's him right. going out there and being like, ah, uh, that's not how this works. Uh, so, right, right. so it's not like, it's not like he's only after Mando. So there's definitely, there's definitely something, something, something there as well. Uh, to, maybe to, to, to be said about that. Maybe Cara Dune's um, connection to the Rebel Alliance might have something to fuel Gideon's, uh, I guess, I, I guess grief over the Empire and the fact that, yeah, this base was destroyed, that he's like, yeah, you know what? Like, he's probably got some serious bloodlust now. Maybe. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, just, and just keep in mind, if we, th- uh, the only thing I can say is if we think this episode's crazy, the only thing I can think about is seven and eight are going to be insane. It's yeah. going to be, it's, yeah. it's, it's going to be, I can't even begin be to insane. think. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, let us know. We want to know guys, shoot us a transmission and, uh, and, and, and let, and let us know about that. Um, all right. As let's see here, uh, I'm going to move on here to, we got one here from, uh, from Andrew simply says, is Moff Gideon a clone? Ooh. Is Moff Gideon a clone? Um, you know, the only reason why I, I saw, I, I, you know, initially I want to say, I want to say no. I want to say I don't think right. so. Um, but the only reason why I think it's, it's, an inter- it's, it's, it's interesting because he's obsessed with cloning. He's obsessed, well, seemingly, right, or genetic alterations of some kind. And the other thing is he faked his death. Uh, so according to, to, to Cara Dune, he was executed, was executed. That was her quote in season one. Moff Gideon was executed for war crimes. What's he doing alive? Right. And then now again, Dan was like, he's dead. No, he's alive. We didn't kill him in that time. You know, so like he's the, he's this guy that kind of keeps coming back and that's a Star Wars thing. Right. So in, in an effort to really get away from either New Republic justice or to evade maybe even some of those other, you know, because you have, like, as the Imperial Remnant starts to kind of form and merge or whatever, like, you, you see it in the novels, like, when one admiral shows up uh, to another admiral and they're in different parts and they cross each other, whichever admiral has the bigger fleet, they basically say, submit. You submit your resources to me or be destroyed. You're in opposition to the greater empire you're done. So Moff Gideon might have actually said, I want to continue on with my own th- stuff, and so I'm going to remove myself from this other bickering and infight, whatever, and fakes his death and moves on. So I don't know. I haven't, I haven't done much research on that, but I've been, you know, the whole idea that he did that, did he create a clone? Did, did, he, did he clone himself and then kill that clone? Did he submit that clone for execution? What, did, did the New Republic actually see a clone of Gideon executed? Maybe. Maybe. So I don't know. It's my thought. Adam, what do you th- what do you think? Haven't thought about it until I <laughs> saw until I saw the question. Um, still didn't really know what to think, but I I think it. I I, I mean the episode before this one definitely raised a really good question, and, and I I actually forgot. 
that uh, Cara Dune said he was executed, actually. I did too, yeah. Yeah, I totally yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a whole other layer. Due, 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 due to the fact that Star Wars has a very big history in the idea of cloning, not just with clone troopers, but also, you know, like, um, what was it? Uh, Dark Empire, I think. Mm-hmm. Dark Empire ex- explores that a, a bit as well, I, I believe, with um, Palpatine. Uh, who knows? <laughs> who knows, yeah. I, 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 I can't make a confirmation of a yes or no, but I won't dismiss it. I, yeah. I won't dismiss the idea of it. So, yeah, I guess I, where I'm at, involved, yeah, in some way. Yeah, where I'm at, yeah, where I'm at with it is, I mean, as I hadn't thought about that as well. That, that I need to go back and rewatch the end of season one to uh, to to see that quote. But yeah, I do think you're right. Um, and the fact that he they they're after Baby Yoda, um, Grogu, uh, they're, right? They're after they're after they're after his his blood to to do something. I mean, opening episode we see you know Doctor Pershing. He's got this cloning. Yes, you know we see this cloning band, um, and then we see his that it's a lab that's still there on on that planet. So um, we will definitely see going forward. It would be it would be interesting. And again, this is maybe how you you do some of these things where you don't necessarily have to go out and say it directly, but it can be something that oh we can begin to make ties of this towards Palpatine, right? Yeah. And like, yeah. okay, these are yeah. Okay, Adam, go ahead. Yeah. No, you know, again, with, with like cloning too, it's my my initial reaction to, to seeing that facility. Um, the first thing that popped into my my head of all things was, you know, not Palpatine and, and um, not, uh, you know, like uh, like uh, sh- like uh, Shadow Snoke. Troopers, Dark Troopers or anything. Snoke was my first initial yeah. Uh, yeah. reaction, right. especially with the talk of the uh, the M count and stuff <laughs> right. like that. Right. So. That's what I initially thought at first. So yeah. who 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 knows if even um the show could even point a lot of fingers at that even. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Uh, got one here from uh, Lady Amy. Actually, as as we uh we know her, she's one of our fans over on our our Game of Thrones podcast as well. So she says, "Good morning, crew." I have to say thank you, Ezra Matt. You guys uh, need to know your energy, knowledge, and enthusiasm are instrumental. Thank you for what you do. Episode 13, The Jedi. Wow. I've watched it twice so far. The first time my emotions took over and I was overwhelmed as a fan uh, in a very you know, good, satisfied way. Um, Master, Master Dave Maloney. <laughs> Took yeah. us on a roller coaster ride from minute one. The first viewing for me was uh, unexpected and lovely and emotional. I've always connected to Ahsoka in many ways. I've read the book and watched both Clone Wars and Rebels. It was very emotional for me to see her in live action. I think Rosario did a wonderful job portraying Ahsoka, uh, who has aged, uh, has been hidden, and protected. The nods to who uh, and how she was in the book was perfect. The second viewing, that was when the Thrawn hype hit. Is this happening? Is he now building a Force-sensitive trooper army for uh, other reasons aside from Grogu? You know, still meddling with Ezra and Jason Solo, who could still be out there. As let's not forget yeah. about him. Yep. Uh, and speaking of Grogu, I need more. How did he get to the temple? Who trained him? Who hid him? Gosh, this episode took the Mandalorian 
um, to exactly the right route for all of us Star Wars fans. Filoni should be handed the keys. I must say, in the heat of the moment, that episode satisfied me way more than all three sequels. Oh Amen. my! <laughs> and my Twitter poll, uh, which I posted and had over had over a hundred had over a hundred views, when it was ninety percent uh, to this episode compared to the sequels, uh, I believe says that as well. Thank you guys for giving me all the space to air my reactions, and may the force be with you always. Wow. Wow. Uh, I love that because, you know, that, gosh, we do get pumped. We do get excited over here. And, and I know that, um, our listeners do as well. And that's why I love when people send in transmissions where they're just as hyped as we are. And, you know, if, if you're not, that's okay. It's totally fine. I mean, gosh, one of my favorite star Wars creator, uh, creators, um, Alex from star Wars explained, wasn't necessarily, no, no, he wasn't a fan. He's a fan of this series, but like that last episode, I mean, he just had different, different thoughts on it and that's fine. He's basically stepped back and said, let's, what does everybody else think? What do you guys think? What's the positivity, you know, that's going on around this episode? Find the positive and focus on that. And I think continue to amplify it as much as we can in, in this world that we live in. I think it's a great thing. And so Lady Amy, I, I love this um, through and through, you know, a couple interesting, uh, you know, points here, Master Dave. First of all, it's a great, I should start calling him that. I don't know For why sure. I haven't been. That's my fault. Master Dave, that is my Master Filoni, I, you know, I got to yeah. work on that. So, but yeah, the, the Thrawn hype is real. It's definitely happening. There are things going on there. Grogu, Ezra, Jason Sindula, the whole thing. Is that something that like, you know, Thrawn would be interested in all of that. He, he fought against Kanan, right? And then Kanan's son. Guys, I'm telling you right now, first of all, first of all, I've always, one of my favorite thoughts like ever is for Ezra Bridger to come back. And for him to come across who he's never met before, Jason Sindula, and say, I knew your father. He trained yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> he trained me. <laughs> All right, right? Uh, he was strong in the ways of the Force, right? Your father has it, right? He ha you know, and then to tell Jason that he has it, right? That, that same yeah. power would be huge. That would be a moment that you just cannot miss, right? So I, I'm all for it. And if Thrawn is meddling in some of that, and he's meddling with these younger kind of, you know, uh, uh, Grogu, Jason, and then even has, uh, maybe he has Ezra in his possession. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he has Ezra Bridger captured in his running experience lear or experiments, learning more about him, trying to help even the Skywalkers that are in the Chiss Ascendancy, like the, uh, the females, right, in the Chiss Ascendancy that, that are navigators, uh, navigator Vanya and those who help kind of guide their ships. I mean, they basically say like they put their, their navigator down on the ship console and they say, guide, you know, use the force and run the computer and guide us through. It's, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Like, like how that works. So I think he's going to be interested in all of that. And I totally think Amy, that we could, that we could see, um, some more of that. And I don't know if we're going to see it in the Mandalorian. I keep kind of saying that I think, Maybe it's going to be something in, in, in an Ahsoka series. That, that, to me, guys, that seems like going into Celebration, they're going to say something like, guess what? Here's our big drop. You guys like The Mandalorian Season 2? You like some of those characters in there? And by the way, we have like two, like a whole other year and a half until Celebration right. even shows up again. So it's not 2021, it's 2022. So you could run through a Season 3 of The Mandalorian and then, then they say at Celebration, guess what? Here's that Ahsoka series. You could see Ahsoka even one more time. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how long they want to wait on all that stuff, but I'm all for it. I'm here for it. Let's go. 
So yeah, Adam, Adam, what, what, what do you think? What do you, what do you, what do you think? I'm, I'm ready for an Ahsoka show because <laughs> I got to admit, uh, probably a hot take when Clone Wars first started. I was not a fan of Ahsoka. I have to. I, I will openly say that. I was just like, why do we need this other character? Why are they doing this? And then I was just like, oh my god. She is great. This is an awesome character. And mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. I, I I mean, yeah, I'm interested to see, you know, where this goes with Thrawn. Uh, where, you know, what's the fate of Ezra? All big mysteries to be answered. Uh, an Ahsoka show would, would be great, and I'm... <sighs> yeah, I don't know. It's kind of really overwhelming <laughs> to think about, to be honest, yeah. I feel like. But, uh, it is. Yeah, that's that's just where yeah, I it am. Is. Really. It is. And it's, it's, it's one of the things, though, and I think it works so much better with Disney Plus than perhaps movies. You know, we, were, we I remember a couple of years ago when we were like, wow, they remember when remember when like after after Rogue One, but before Last Jedi, they were saying, well, th- we're going to give these guys a trilogy and these guys a trilogy. We're like, this is too much. This is this is oh way too much. Oh, my gosh. But lot, I feel yeah. like it just it works so much better on Disney Plus because you can yeah. you, you just you can just get it all. And OK, I, I, I can I can process that all because that's one of the things I think people like about streaming is um you can just sit down and binge the whole thing. It's like, okay, this is what I'm binging now, and I can absorb it. It's not like we have to get ready for a movie, and it's all this stuff. Um, I'm totally down for – I mean, th- we know that there's definitely more Star Wars shows coming um, for a yeah. lot of reasons, one of which is, well, I mean, to be to be honest, COVID-19. Uh, I'll just yeah. say it. You know, People aren't going to the movie theaters, so streaming is going to be the thing. So that's it's it's um, they have the volume. It's so much easier to produce this type of content for them and they want to build Disney Plus up. So it's that that's, you know, the behind the scenes. That's reason number one. Um, Number two is I think it's just easier to tell these stories. I mean, look at this. It's like, look how amazing this one episode was. And it's like we got so much out of this one story and it's just easier. You have smaller cast, smaller um you know smaller crew and you can just say hey i only need like five six characters and i can i can tell i can tell a story um and so you get all these different directors in there and all of these things and you know it doesn't have to be this big mega bill you know million you know 250 million dollar budget movie where you have to get all these cast and crew and all this stuff no it's part of the story that we're telling and you can branch out you can you can you can branch out from there and then you can make all these new characters which creates all this new merchandise and all of these things and um it is it is the future and it is the way Wow. So <laughs> nice, nicely put, nicely put. Yeah, yes. awesome, awesome, guys. Well, hey, let us know. Shoot us comments. Send us transmissions at hyperfacehangout at gmail dot com. Adam, thank you so much. For hey, thanks for having me, today. guys. I really appreciate this that. Is, thank this you. Is a yeah. ton, this is a ton of fun. Amazing episode. Uh, hey. It is. It's renewed. It's. It was it, great it, to it, intake it, your theories and, and and knowledge, guys. Like this is like <laughs> a Star Wars conversation. I've sat in on a lot of Star Wars conversations with my friends and stuff like that, and you know they they really get into it, and I usually just sit back and take it all in. This was like, uh, no offense to them, this was like a whole different level for me. So, <laughs> I, I, so yeah. quite 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 the experience, I have to say. Yeah, it's great, and, I, and just thanks again for having me, Adam. I gotta say, man, I I love having you on because like I think you you know you think about things in a different way. I I I connect with a lot of what you're saying in that early on Clone War stuff with Ahsoka, those feelings, all that kind of stuff, you know. And I really what we didn't even get a chance to really actually touch on it much, but like 
I want you in your spare time, okay, to think about like what the what are the other video game freaking references that they are going yeah. to be making and bring. There's I a just lot. I I think of you and Matt, you know, on Box Trick, you know, talking about video games. We did that big Star Wars thing. I could not believe you brought up Dark Troopers, and I was like, dude, what the heck? I was like, days before they dropped, it was it was right, exactly. It was it was it wasn't even days before. It was literally like hours before. Hours before, I was, because I we recorded Matt, I like, it. We yeah, recorded it. The, I think it, we recorded it at like you know. I think it was it was late my time, so it was really like yeah. your guys' time, which means literally the episode was like. A couple right. hours away from launching. It's like, oh my god, this is yeah, it was yeah, so like cool. really quick with that. It's like because, like I said, my initial reaction was Snoke, but then when I realized what was happening, I, I was thinking about how we were just talking about this. And yeah. I was just talking about that series, and I'm just thinking to myself, oh. and then yeah. I I remember talking about it with my brother, and he was just like, Dark Troopers, man. And then it hit me again to build up even more on it. Yeah. Dark Troopers, Dark Forces, of course. But there's one more thing, too, because there was another type of trooper introduced in that series. The Shadow Trooper. And mm -hmm. they used lightsabers, just like the original intended purpose for Stormtroopers in general. In the original concept, Stormtroopers had white lightsabers in original concept art. And it's, it, you know, they were just a bit more strip it was like a more stripped down altered it looked like an altered like tie pilot suit in a sense mm -hmm. yeah. but i thought to myself wait well you had the dark troopers but shadow troopers no one ever talks about and i was like and that was a thing in jedi outcast and jedi academy in the dark force the series they were there so it could be one or the other it could be a combination of of, of those, both yeah right. so mm -hmm. right I love more it. Questions. I yeah. love it. that's the yeah. kind of stuff. That's the kind of stuff I love. I love hearing you because I didn't get to play all those games, and so like I, I know of them and I've seen playthroughs. I've I, I'm in my a lot of my experience is sitting behind Matt, just watching him play, going, "That's freaking sick." I'm glad you're doing all the work here for me because I don't want to have to think <laughs> through this game. I just want to watch it happen, you know. So it's freaking awesome, man. So cool. I'm so glad you came on and like yeah, thanks Abso again. absolutely freaking yeah guys great. guys and uh, the three of us did an episode over on my video game channel Box Trick. The everywhere you can find podcasts, you can find it. Um, and we talked about some favorite Star Wars games. We were talking Dark Forces, Shadow of the Shadow of the Empire, Knights of the Old Republic. I mean, yeah, we'll put links down to all that too. The yeah. squadrons. We talked about. We, we talked about absolutely all of it. So, uh, all right, guys. As as always, we want to thank you for hanging out in hyperspace. Be sure to send us, you know, your transmissions, your thoughts, your origin stories, just some of your favorite memories from a galaxy far, far away. Absolutely. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a transmission at hyperspacehangout at gmail.com. We will see you next time, and remember that traveling through hyperspace ain't like dusting crops.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.